Welcome back to the Yak Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, uh, having more than one way to skin a cat, Jay. Doing as always is my co-host, a lifetime band from Petco, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Jack, I did that one last week. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't, I don't listen. I don't listen to the show. I'm not a fan. I'm not a listener. <laughs> that was my joke, though, is that you wouldn't know either way. How was it last week with me gone? One fucking week, Jack's not on. Doesn't even bother to listen. What can I say? Ego gone mad over here. I'm a real, real diva about it. Real narcissist. Jack says I'm not on. Why could what could be the purpose of listening? Yeah, no one's gonna hear me go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing that, what's even the point of life? No, it's fine, Jack. We mi- I missed you terribly. Really, it's hardly worth doing with one guy. I gotta say, I wasn't a fan. Wouldn't like to do it much. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't want people to do YouTube videos. They sit and stare at a camera. I'd get like. No, that's oh well. If you're stare at the camera, I kind of agree. But I was thinking that during the whole process. I was like, so I think the difference with a YouTube video is it's scripted, right? By definition, the, the yeah. format is inherently different. So I think that I could get on board with maybe. Maybe live streaming would be similar. If I had the time or the energy or the motivation or, or anything meaningful to make. But <laughs> Yeah, you try to make this stuff. I could get that as like doing a scripted. Like, like I love a video essay, right? But that's a different oh, thing white. than this. That's a different thing than yeah, this. Absolutely. So. We could do video essays. Yeah, I could. I could poorly string together my thoughts about this. This is why the Beatles are pretty good at music. <laughs> I Part one, the history of music. Mine would be all movies, movie based. Oh yeah, so TV on. like we do here. Wait, do we, we do we, Beatles? We, we would just do. We this. bring up the Beatles often, Jack. Where'd that come? We could bring up the Beatles. I've been. I've been. Go trying ahead. Spend the pitches. Um, ooh, Chainsaw. We should watch Chainsaw. Man. What do you got? It's a great show. What about the Beatles. No, tell me about the Beatles, Jack. Um, well, there are four of them. Um, we got war, death, pestilence, <laughs> famine, famine. Um, and Pe- Pestilence plays a mean pair of drums. Uh, War beat his wife, but made a song about love. Uh, one, who are the other two? <laughs> I'm, ooh, death and famine. Death war. And famine. Did I do war already? You did war. You said war beat his wife. Beat his wife. Uh, yeah. Death. Death and famine. Uh, had to raise well, war's that's son. That's the dead one. That's the dead one. Well, there's two of them that are the dead one. Well, but the first. If you'll remember. And then I guess, yeah, Harrison gets to be famine for well, some reason. Yeah, Harrison, yeah, Harrison gets to be famine because he, he loves cigarettes more than food. Maybe he did love cigarettes. <laughs> that cannot be denied. <laughs> Unequivocal. All right, good love job. of cigarettes. All right. Anyway, anyway, any more rambling about anything? How was Europe? I, it was fun. I had a good time. Did you get him? I tried to ki- kill the king of Norway. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't get that. Re- what I'm referencing, because again, you didn't listen. But I told everyone you weren't here last week because you were in Europe tracking down the son of a bitch who killed your father. It was the king of Norway. It was oh so well, okay so it works. I was out. trying to, but he he could smell me. <laughs> he could smell my bloodlust, like a, like a frightened deer. But he was scampered off. Well, there's always next time, right? There's always next time. Once I um, bomb Norway. Did you see? Speaking of Norway, don't threaten to bomb. Them. I'm not gonna bomb Norway. I was taking out of context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that the um, USS Gerald Ford was like pulled in to Norway. No. Like, right into Oslo. And everybody, like, freaked out. They're like, what the fuck? Why is this here? And, like, a bunch of boats were going to see it. and had to move out of the way because it's a ginormous battleship. Shoot. No, it's an aircraft carrier. Oh, okay, break. My, my apologies. That's basically a battleship. No, it's not. They're in- entirely distinct I, classes of vessel. I, here's the thing. Ask me if I care. No, you haven't asked. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jack, on. do you care? No, not even a little bit. Fucking calling the Daryl S. Ford a fucking battleship. What the fuck's wrong with you? Who cares? I do. Clearly, do you not see? All right, fine. You not tell the, the duality of man. I'm sorry. It's do fine. you care? It's fine. I mean, it's not my battleship, but you know, Gerald Ford well, would be rolling. It is. You paid right for now. it. It's kind of all of our battleship <laughs> yeah. in a way, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. a nice way to think of it. Yeah. Well, 
Nice, depending on how you feel about military <laughs> spending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was the what was the conclusion of this? Why? Why was it uh, Oslo? <laughs> I think for like NATO exercises or something. So routine stuff. Yeah, pretty routine stuff. But, but so think, what was everyone freaking out about? Well, I think the people who weren't in the know didn't know it was coming. Like the non-military people were like, "What the fuck?" So Norway. So there were some random Norwegians who thought they were being invaded by the United that's States. That's what we were like. That's what I was like, "Oh man, oh, you were there. You witnessed this even." Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I didn't get to see it's good it. Timing. But I saw a bunch of the. Um, you said, "Ah, even though I'm far from home, the might of American imperialism is felt." Well, there was, God bless America. There was, there was one point. Speaking of American imperialism, we're in like a. I'm in Norway, like some in the city, one of the cities I went to, and there's like a little festival where people are dancing. And then, like, they're blasting songs, and they play, like, In the Jungle, I think that's where the song, or The Lion Sleeps Night. They play The Lion Sleeps Night in English, yeah, okay. and then they play Bad, Bad, Leroy Brown, and all these Norwegians are just, like, dancing to it, and I was like, fellas, we won. We won the culture. Well, we've all known that. We've yeah. known that for a while. But it's these Europeans get all mad at us online, but we all know that the cultural diffusion goes mostly one way. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, the exit. It's osmosis for a reason. It's probably our greatest export, right? Oh, culture. Yeah. High concentration to low concentration. That's, That's how right. it works. They don't go the other way. It's the arts and entertainment. It just pours out of us. It's not called Bollywood for nothing, fellas. What's the rainiest is. city in Europe? Really? It was Did so- it rain? Oh, yeah. Hard. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> the first time we got there, there was no rain. We're like, oh, this is not the best. The next what time, a disappointment. Next rain, poured. <laughs> I was on a walking tour. Just walked the rain. It poured. It was awful. That's very funny. And the lid was like, yeah, it rains all the time. But we weren't fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fellas, we are not fucking around. <laughs> it's rainy. We did not make this up. <laughs> we ain't lying. That's good, Jack. That's funny. Yeah. Um, any other rambling we could do? Uh, I feel like I had something, but I've lost it. So. Oh, you'll get it. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, it's it's, <laughs> I think it's important. Oh, nothing. Nothing we've said is important. Whatever I was just doing with this. What are you doing? Are you pulling up? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> oh dear. So I think we're good. All right, we're at seven minutes. I think we've broken a record for how long we can <laughs> ramble. We covered a couple <laughs> topics, uh, but this week. Was Jesus Christ, dude. Xbox going off. Well, don't draw attention to it. I'll, I'm not going to cut this. Um, oh, my kidding. This is good content. This is great for the listeners. Oh, for building a parasocial relationship with us. Anyway, into the. Nope. Across the Spider Verse. That's right. It came out, and we saw it in theaters yesterday as of time of recording. Not time of release. What? Well, this is being released. Yeah, but why? I don't know. I'm what not going to do it. I'm not going to cut this out either. You're going to practice, Jack? <laughs> we're in a this, this, we're, we're in a mood all night, listeners. <laughs> we were doing a letterbox thing. We we're out of control. A lot of high energy, right? <laughs> yeah, real high energy. A lot of words being uh, s- a real slung around. Real huh? nervous, intense energy here. There's a couple gamer words. <laughs> <laughs> why did why did that get you? That's just such a funny way to say it. <laughs> I don't even think we actually did use any gamer no, words. No, we did. To be fair, <laughs> but it's just a funny thing to say. It is. Because uh, those, like, it just it makes it takes like <laughs> it makes those words like, so much worse. Because you're like, I'll take them out of their context. You're like, no, the only the gamers say these are for gamers only. <laughs> That's their words. Um, Jesus. All right. So in across the Spider Verse, obviously this the follow up to 2018's Into the Spider Verse, which was a stellar fucking movie. It's been five years already, huh? Isn't that crazy? That's wild. I didn't, I remember seeing that movie after work. Yeah, you and I saw it together. Look at that. Look how deep, how long and storied our friendship is. Yeah. In case anyone doubts. In case anyone thinks that we, it's all fabricated. Yeah, we were all like hired by, I don't know. <laughs> we're industry plants. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, who's the, is it um Simon Cowell who helped make One Direction? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I couldn't think of it. I yeah. wanted to say like Stephen Crowder. Like, that's right <laughs> it's not him. a very different guy. But that's right, we did see it together. It was fucking sick. And this oh, one. It was incredible. Um, 
might, dare I say it, also pretty fun good. But so it's the follow up, uh, you know, keeping generally very similar themes and styles and tone, plot elements, and plot elements and, and ideas and stuff. I mean, it's it's a lot of the same. I would say mm-hmm. that's definitely some something about it. <laughs> I don't know what are we doing. So do you want? Did you want us to do the theater theatrics? Mean, we got it. We, we got to get to it briefly. Just call it out a little bit. Um, we haven't had a theater th- theatrics in a minute. No, did we have one recently? Can't remember. Um, but in any case, we were sitting in this movie, and we got to the movie a little bit late, and we're like, hope we get our seats. First thing that happened, didn't get the right seats. People were sitting in our seats. Well, one of our seats. One of our to seats. Be completely on. Like, but luckily, there was just two open ones, and the movie's about to start, so we're like, it doesn't matter. Just it's not worth causing yeah. a scene. Just to get just to get one seat over. It's not a big deal. Because usually, likely what that means is just that someone down the track, like way down the road, just actually sent the wrong one. So, essentially, we would just be probably moving everyone over by one, which, who cares? Yeah. It's not a big deal. As long as, if there was, like, only one open and we well, yeah, we'd to obviously sit, have to move them. Say something about it. We'd be fine. But don't worry, there was still more. Because we tried, do you remember we did that same maneuver at Avatar? Oh, yeah. But then it turns out the other people also can, like, we were just like, all right, we'll just take these seats instead and it'll be fine. But then they wanted their seats or something. It was a whole issue. Oh, they they were in the wrong row, I think. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Regardless, someone like was causing a whole being like, I think you're on our seats, and we were like, I don't think so. And then I missed the beginning of Avatar too. <laughs> that we were all the better. No, <laughs> that was like really exposition heavy. It was like a big montage of like, here's our whole family and the dynamics involved. And I was just oh, like, I was asleep. arguing with someone. <laughs> Regardless, my big, I had my jammies on with my big teddy. I was asleep. I was snoozing. Uh, but anyway, there's a guy next to Zach uh, who just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Just kept talking. He was he was like a soy jack meme. He was pointing at the screen. That's what I said, remember, about uh, the people I saw. Dragons and Dragons. Well, I didn't see them with, but they were there. Yeah. Well, I saw Dungeons and Dragons. It's the same thing. It's like they were fucking NPCs. They were yeah. gasping and like crying out. And the thing I said to you afterwards, after we saw this one, is like, I, I feel like, I mean, and we would say this, right? Maybe this is just... Um, like uh, projection here, but I like to think we are pretty normal, well adjusted in terms of this stuff. We obviously like our cape shit and everything. I mean, we go see these movies. I mean, we do this and all, right? Yeah. But I think in the moment, day to day, we're pretty. Yeah, we're just we just have a normal one about it most of the time. Yeah. Keep we it. go to these movies, and I don't, I'm not frequently crying out or anything. Like I, I was thinking about this today, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think a movie is much more likely to make me actually cry than it is to make me like audibly gasp or like yeah anything like shout. Like I've never felt the need to actually just be like, Whoa! like yeah, not, nothing, anything like that. But um, going to these movies as we do, especially on open nights as we oft- or opening night as we often do, uh, you are reminded that they do exist. <laughs> that yeah. isn't just a myth. <laughs> yes, it's not a myth created by Twitter people to make you hate what you like. Yeah, no, it's, they do exist. They're real and they're so. awful. Yeah. And then we got to a little bit, causing a little bit of scene for ourselves. Yeah, we did. Um, Jack put put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> A little bit. Jack got excited, as he often does. I got, I got a little excited. There were kids <laughs> next to me, so I shouldn't have got so excited. It was really sad, because on one end, there were just children sitting next to me, and they were talking to each other, and they're kids, so I was like, well, they're just children. I'm not going to... They're here to enjoy the Spider-Man movie with their... He's with... The, they're with their friends, and they're here with each other. That's what I think. That's fine. Kids are a different issue. And in general, I mean... I, and I think I've said this before when we've done this bit where we just make fun of strangers, but... I love it. There was definitely one of the movies we saw where it was, it was a similar thing. It might have even been... Um, no way home. Where I was just like, listen, I get it. I don't want to be a party pooper who's just like being mean to everybody. But at a certain point, you're di- you're actively making it worse for me, and I feel like that's a different issue. Mm. Yeah, because like a lot of it's like just watch. They're like, whoa, we tell them. It's like just watch the movie, man. 
Oh, you can't fit a cat in there. I mean, you have to audibly, like, call it out. It's just, yeah, I don't know. They're like, yeah, so this guy, like, we were like, hey, man, stop. And he was like, my bad. I said my bad. And he's like, you're doing the whole movie, man. Well, what happened was, this was like two-thirds of the way through the we movie. We were mostly through the movie by this point. And it was a very crucial scene, and he was he just kept going on and on. And then he, like, swore loudly, because, again, he's been speaking loudly the whole time. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he said that, like, again, too. Which is so funny, because it says to me that he he knew that he was being loud enough to be heard by multiple people, right? Like, he, he somehow was self-aware enough to be like, yeah, all movie long, I've just been talking loudly enough to disrupt people around me. But now it's a problem because I said I swear. You know, it's just like, that, that's not what we cared about. But then when he just kept going and was just, yeah, apologizing for himself, that's when I was just like, dude, can you just be quiet? We're in the middle of a... Again, it was like the climax of the movie. Yeah, like the... <laughs> And then he was like, I said, I'm sorry. And I was like, dude, I don't care that you're, you're just being very loud. You've been talking all movie. I need you to stop. And yeah. And then it got escalated. Him yeah. and Jack were, had a spat for a minute. He threatened to fight us. Threatened to fight me, actually. I was going to say, he didn't threaten to fight That's me. That's true. I, I didn't tell him to shut the fuck up. I did tell him to shut the fuck up. I was I was having none of this. And I was like, I was a kid behind me. There's no kid behind me. I would have felt less bad about it. And he's like, you shut the fuck up. Make me. No, you shut the fuck up. And, and then he was like, bro, just shut the fuck up. And he was like, no, you shut up. I was bro. like, just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. We're just trying to watch the movie. No one wants to fight. We just want to watch the film. Yeah, and then I then I was a part. I was like, "Well, I'm just getting. On the, I'm just gonna watch the movie. It's gotta know this guy. Like, this is. I'm I'm getting worked up and getting nowhere." And then he left for some reason. Well, because then you're doing that thing where it's like, "Well, no, you no, you stop talking. Watch the movie. No, you stop talking. Watch the movie." Yeah, and then you're going back and forth. Then you're just as bad as him. Because yeah, what are you? Like, it broke down to his level. And then he got up and like tried to walk past me, and my feet were out because we were reclining. This was minutes later though. This was not long. I don't know why he left. Who cares? Why? Well, it was a well, like you guys stopped yelling at each other. <laughs> Yeah. And then we just were watching the movie for a minute. And then, like, I don't know, maybe five minutes later, he just got up and left. And he bumped you on the way out. And you were like, sorry. Which I feel, I I think, you shouldn't have said anything. Probably not. I, got, I probably drew his attention to me. He drew his attention. Because then he was like, yeah, he was like, bro, I'm going to be down here if you want to go. Yeah. If you want to go, I'm going to be down here. And you were like, no. <laughs> and then he just did that all the way down the aisle. He was just like, was I'm going to po- be here. I'm coming, bro. And he's pointing. And then I saw people, like, look up at him. Like, what is this? What's happening right now? It's the end of the movie. Was this guy yeah, leaving towards the end of the movie? I don't know where he went, but I never, we never saw him again. I was kind of worried he was was be waiting for us. He was waiting in ambush for us, and we would have to. I, I we were going to get into a physical spat because Jack was being mean. He deserved it. <laughs> Maybe he did, but I wasn't going to fight about it. I was. I didn't want to fight about it. I mean, well, I would. Thing. I'd have backed you up, Jack. I think we would have been fine because, judging by him, I think I was taller than him, and you're near my near enough to my height. And there's two of us. And there's two of us. The two on one. We would have restrained him peacefully. Or just been like, excuse me, office, security officer? Well, yeah, that's, uh, of course. If a strange man wants to fight you. Just walk away from him. <laughs> I'm just going to do punch in the back of the head in the regal. I think the weird thing, is, it turned out, the weirdest part of this whole interaction was that it turned out he was there with, like, five other people. A lot of other people. Like, so he was obviously talking to the guy adjacent to him the whole time. So we knew that guy. But then it turns out that there was it was a larger group. And I was like, you all just let him go on with this? Because then after his friend got up and was like, yeah, like threatening to fight you, I like tapped on that guy. I was like, bro, what is this guy doing? Do you know him? Like, why Why is he like that? And he was like, oh, no, he's not actually going to fight. And I was like, so just cool then? We're all just going to pretend yeah. like it's not. You're just going to ignore me? Because I was like, bro, bro, hey, man, what? You, what's up with And this? I literally had to touch him. He was like, what? <laughs> I was like, bro, what, what is Who is that? What's he doing? What's going on? He's like threatening to fight people now because he wouldn't be quiet? That's really what it comes down to. When you frame I get it that like, I guess he socially, he felt like he had to you know, defend himself. But ultimately, what it comes down to is he was threatening to fight because he couldn't be quiet during a movie. Because people got fed up with him talking during the Into the Spider Across the Spider Verse movie. And what an would- insane scenario. Yeah, that's one of the things where it's like. What a story that would have been if we did get into a fight. If we get into a f- physical altercation because dude wouldn't be quiet at Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. We said something to him. 
You know what sucks about the movies, though, in that way? What? Is that he really wasn't... I mean, he sounded very loud to us because you're in a movie where you're trying to listen closely to this dialogue. And, and no one else is talking. And he's right next to you and no one is talking. Right. But I, I do understand that he wasn't actually being that loud, mm-hmm. which makes it all the worse almost. Because I know if we were sitting anywhere else in the movie theater, we wouldn't have even heard him. Yeah. That's think- what's so annoying. It's like I had to get right next to the guy because, again, he's just whisper shouting enough to be heard by me. Yeah. Fucking hated him. Me too. I'm not gonna lie. I, I genuinely, I don't know. I mean, I was close. Yeah, I was closer to him, so it might have been even worse for me than it was for you. But I, I it was clear. It had a significant effect on my enjoyment of the movie. I will say. It, it had a. I can't even imagine because I was here and I was like, "Shut fucking up, dude!" And the kids on the other side, so I had a screaming adult man and then children. I was like, "This is awful. What an awful comedy." That's what he said. He's he was very much an adult. So it's just like again. I get, I get being excited, but he was much. He was a decent bit older than us. He had for sure. to be, like so, in his thirties at least. When you're doing again, when you're doing that, and you're actively, yeah, de- like taking away from other people's enjoyment of this film, that's when I think you've crossed the line. That's all. And this what me and my uh, anti movie theater agenda stay winning with that. Yeah, I guess so. That would have. You know a- what the problem, and this is the other thing I was thinking about today is what? I think when we go to the movie theater, it's opposite ends of the spectrum almost. Mm-hmm. It's we either go to see these show, sold out like packed showings or we go see some movie no one else cares about. Yeah, no one's heard of. So I'm just in there by myself. Also, also it obviously depends when you go. Mm-hmm. So like Sometimes when I'll we go, go to the Thursday night opening of one of these new movies. It's going to be f- packed house. It's going to be. It's going to attract a certain kind of person. But then sometimes I'll go on like my day off on like a, a you know, I'll go see a matinee at like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. And of course no one's there. No, yeah. It's you just luck a, of the draw. at 4.30 and everyone's not even home yet. Have you wanted yeah, to be home yet exactly. from work? So it's tough. Because those times, I'm like, what a fun experience. I'm here. There's no one on either side of me. I'm just chilling watching this movie. How delightful. But then, yeah, we got this where it's just packed and everyone's screaming. I don't know. The thing I the thing I come down to a lot of it, and I said this to you, is I just feel like these, I feel like people are performative. Oh, absolutely. I feel like it's the type of thing where I need to let everyone else know that I know, like I understood the reference. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to like react audibly. I know this is cool, so... Yeah, which I just don't, because I, I can't, maybe I'm just a hater, Jack, but I find it hard to believe that many people are so moved by it all that they need to, again, audibly be like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. besides literal children who are like gasping. Yeah, and also, because some of it wasn't even just the the cameos and things, although that was most of it, but it was just like genuine plot elements of this movie where I'm like, all right, come on, that didn't actually take you by surprise, did it? Yeah, this is a children's movie. But Largely, this, right? Yeah. This come is, on. This is what the, are you, come on. This is a superhero movie. Come on, guys. Guys, you didn't. You weren't actually like like it was telegraphed pretty well. Yeah. The ending isn't that surprising. They could have. Anyways, we're done with that. You done with that? You want to talk about the movie we'll itself? Bury him forever. That awful man. So takes place about a year and what did you say? Yeah, I'll say a year and a half after Into the Spider Verse, right? Mm-hmm. Miles Morales is basically in the same spot, more or less. He was at. He's taller. He's being Spider-Man. He is taller. He's still going to that school. And his parents. I guess he's only a sophomore. Although, I guess he, I didn't realize, but like he was 14 in the first one. So, yeah. checks yeah. out. Although, Spider-Man normally starts at 16. So, I guess it all, it's all gravy. Well, the other Spider- well, Chris Pine Spider-Man probably started at 16. but I think I think they usually do. Yeah. I think, yeah. Peter Parker, at least Spider-Man usually does. Probably Gwen did as well mm-hmm. in her world, I would imagine. Um, but so, Well, that's not what it actually strictly opens, though. Yeah, we op- it it we opens op- with Gwen. Yeah, with Gwen and her universe, where she's at. She's in her band that she talked about, and she's all drumming out her feelings. She's like, "Man, my life is whew, it's tough, real cluster. I've got some, I've got some emotions. My my unit of a Irish cop father is hunting me because he thinks I killed my friend who turned to the lizard. 
yeah, we get that whole flashback played out directly. Well, because she does her whole, I'm Gwen, I'm, you know, I'm the only Spider-Woman, here's my thing. Mm. They do the little intro thing from the other movie and everything, um, which is cool, cool to see. We see her whole, uh, get the whole lizard thing play out. It was a cool design for the lizard. Was I thought so too, yeah. It's like a real actual lizard, not yeah, just like, like a big Goomba uh, monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what he looks like in the comics. I think he's sometimes, it depends. Because sometimes he's got, he's like. Well, I meant Peter Parker lizard. Oh. Because that's that's that still is his right. his fate in the in the Spider Gwen comics. But yeah, that stuff's all cool. Getting her flashback and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we see her band, the Mary Janes. I don't know why they're called that. I'm pretty sure that's from the comics too, though. But like, is there why is there someone named Mary Jane? Is the headliner Mary Jane? She's got red hair, I think, or nothing. The singer, I can't remember. She's they're not usually. Um, Mary Mary Jane doesn't usually go to high school with them. Right, she's different. She says it's Mary Jane. When Mary Jane Watson was 15, she came with an ambitious proposal to her best friend, Gwen Stacy, for them to become rock stars together. Hmm. So maybe it happened. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. We just didn't know. Is it Betty Brandt? No, no. I'm not familiar with Betty Brandt. Yes, you are. Perhaps. MJ Watson, Gloria Grant, Betty Brandt, and formerly Gwen Stacy and Felicia Hardy. They were all. They all just did it. In that universe, huh? Bro, you know who fucking Betty Brandt is? Who is it? She's fucking Ned's girlfriend from Spider-Man Far From oh. Home. She's been in the comics for a million years. Okay. She's a fucking Silver Age character. You're an idiot. I don't read. Oh, all right. Jeez. Hurtful. I should have looked like I fight you. You <laughs> wasn't going to fight me. Well, because I, I So I guess in. it is just Mary Jane. So maybe, she, I guess she was. I guess that was just Mary Jane. They didn't They didn't call attention to that. But no, I thought they would have. Yeah. I guess she's not that important for the universe. That's the way it goes, though, right? They all got all the variations on each other, so you just can't bring attention to it every time. But yeah, so anyways, it culminates with um, Vulture from a different dimension shows up. The because, Renaissance one. Because there's still all these holes. Uh, and they do a fight, and uh, Gwen's losing. Gwen's losing, but then Miguel O'Hara from the end of the last one shows up. I see Oscar Isaac's right. Twenty ninety nine. He beats the tries to beat him up, and then they're still losing. So then he calls back up for what was her name? Motorcycle Spider Lady. Uh they just called her Jess Drew. No, just Drew. Uh she's so got she's some kind of variation. I don't know. It's interesting. That is one of the only things I. Well, it's not even. It's just something I've noticed, I guess I should say, about mm-hmm. the movie. So they do play kind of fast and loose with some of these characters. But I mean, when you're talking infinitely, Infinite. this is the way it goes. Yeah. I guess the only thing I have is like, I don't understand what the Spider-Verse is meant to consist of. Because they're not all alternate universe versions of Spider-Man, I guess. At least in the most strict sense. Right. Because like Jessica Drew, right, is from the mainline 616, you know, comics universe. But she's not a Spider-Person in that same way, right? Yeah, Jessica she- Drew has like, f- she can like fly and she has like... Like plasma, plasma power. powers. Yeah, she's not really a spider person. And they call that out in the New Avengers run. Luke Cage is yeah, like, yeah. guys the same. And he's like, nope, not at all. It's just like it was just an editorial thing that Marvel did, right? Mm-hmm. That they're now stuck with like fifty years later. <laughs> but it, so you know, in the uh, in this movie though, she just has spider powers. Yes. So she's she's borrowing the look from one of the comic recent comic runs. But yeah, she's not strictly that character. Also, her webs come out of her fingertips, which upset me. I thought it was cool. I don't. Well, how does that work? Does she have organic shooters? I don't like that. I never liked it when they did that. Pew. It's kind of roadie. But yeah, you hate women in their bodies. No, that's not. It's <laughs> not that <laughs> too far. Sorry. So, uh, but yeah, they all beat him up together, and they're like, "Yeah, he's from a different dimension." But then her dad realizes it's her, uh, well, because he gets her, and she's out of webs, and so she has to take her mask off, and he still is like, "I'm gonna arrest you." Wild move. Yeah. Couldn't believe that out of Captain <laughs> Stacy. Like, so then my uh, Miguel traps her up and is like, "All right, you can come with us and just." live in between dimensions on the lamb so you never yeah. have to come back and see your dad live estranged from your home and you're gonna join the, the spider verse 
Spider Team. Spider Team, what are they called? Spider Squad? Spider Avengers? Oh, that's not what they call it. What the fuck do they call it? They have some name that's like dumb. Yeah. That Mouse is a better name? Oh, it's like no, Arachnid no. something. No, that was different. No, but they had a name for their organization. Oh. Is it like I, the Spider Society? I think so. Yeah. So then we come back to Miles. He said he's just chilling, though, for the most part, until um, Spot. Gwen shows up. Oh. oh, well, no, yeah, he beats up Spot. That's a good point. Who initially seems to be like a just kind of a, as he calls out in the movie, like a villain of the week kind of guy. Yeah, he's a bumbling buffoon. Spot doesn't like that very much. Because he's not very good at using his powers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a bit of a thing, and Miles can't get to class or meeting with his parents, which is a classic Spider-Man scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I gotta get to, I gotta deliver these pizzas. You know, he got yeah. it. Pizza time. Uh, so then they do all that. He has a heart-to-heart with his dad as Spider-Man, so his dad doesn't know. Classic. Good stuff. And then uh, Gwen shows up from the, like we saw at the end of the last movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Also, he fails to get that. Doesn't he show up before he fails to get the cake? No, it's after he fucks up the cake, too. Yeah, he fucks up the, his dad makes captain. He's going to be sworn in as the captain of the um, police department of New York City. New York. Well, he's going to be a captain. A captain, not the captain. He's not going to be in charge. He's not going to be chief of police or anything. That's true. Well, if he should believe it, he'd be saved from his fate. Foreshadowing for later in the movie. Uh, and Miles is supposed to bring some cake, but shenanigans ensues. He's got to be Spider-Man. He's got to save the city. And the cake's got all screwed up, and his parents are mad because he's late. And they're like, you're grounded. So he's grounded. He's hanging out in his room. And Gwen shows up, and he's like, what's up? And she's looking through his room, and she finds all those drawings she made. he made of him, her. It's a lot of drawings. It's like, oh, well, that's how did those get there? Um, and they leave, swinging around to spider people, having a great time. Uh, and they're like, man, my dad is just not understanding me. He's like, I get you, Gwen. I got Riz. I'm Miles Morales. I'm cool. I'm tall now. It's great. Look at my new suit. And he's dealing with his own stuff. Yeah. He hasn't told his parents yet because he's worried they're not going to like him. And Gwen is like, yeah, maybe they literally won't. Because obviously the easy thing to say, right, is like, oh, they'd love you anyways, Miles. But then her dad literally was going to go through with, like, arresting her, which is pretty rough. So For a murder she did, clearly didn't do. So so she's, yeah, she, uh, she's got that different kind of perspective. Because usually it works out for, you know, in stories like this where it's like oh we love you anyways you should have told us all along but <laughs> she's literally like yeah no look he almost got me he almost got me he was close uh and then at one point she breaks off for miles when they're swinging around and she, she's actually on a mission there to catch spot she has like a little device in him to watch him because spot's trying to um well when he's fighting miles he like falls into one of his holes and like disappears and he finds that he can kind of go to any dimension he wants so he like goes to live action venom dimension with the shop lady. He goes to Lego Dimension, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, got a big response from our f- the friend next to us for both of those. Um, I think it's... And, and oh, that's where that's where I just do... I, can't, I don't have a stomach for that, right? Because he literally just said, Oh, look, it's Lego Dimension! It's a Lego Dimension! You see it's Lego Dimension? And it's like, yeah, we all see. What are you doing? We're there. And he's like, We're it's so cool that right it's Lego here. Dimension. We're all sitting right here. There's nothing like even... Th- that's just one where... Right? That's not even like, I understood a reference. That's just, you're describing what's happening. Come yeah. on. He's swinging to the city. He's Spider-Man. I did like that, though. Yeah, I like, like that he checked, that the Lego Peter Parker's checked in, and then he's like, you're one of our best. <laughs> yeah. I thought Peter's that was one of your best. Very funny. Uh, and then, so Spot is building his own little mini collider, so we can get enough power to travel the multiverse and get it to find a real collider to really gain all the power he needs. So, Gwen is talking to Miles. He goes to his party, and they're hanging out. and meets his parents. And then she leaves, and Miles finds a way to leave and talks to his mom. They do a big speech about, you know, standing up for yourself and not letting anyone push you around, which may be important later. And uh, Gwen finds out that she's too late. Spot 
while she was talking with Miles, Spot got what he wanted and dipped. And then he was bringing all kinds of epic throughout the multiverse. Because he can jump around and Jessica Drew's like, yo, what, what are you doing? You, you let him the side down here, fella. Come on. What are you doing? Stop it. She's like, I'll get him back. I'll just go to uh, where he's, I'll cut him off, head him off at the pass. And Miles is invisible, so obviously they, she can't sense him. Which I thought she would have been able to because of spider sense, but I guess he can just cloak himself from it because he's Spider-Man. Pretty inconsistent, spider or the spider sense in these movies, yeah. I would say. But she can sense it because later she senses him through dimensions, kind of. Mm-hmm. And but when she's like, when he's inches from her face, she's like, I can't see him. Uh, so he follows her to the Mumbatten. Yeah, I can't. It's like you know, it's in Manhattan, but Mumbai with um Petrov Parker Pavider Pavider. I can't remember how he says his name. It's like Pravita Prabarker or whatever. Oh yeah, but like Indian. Yeah, he's he's Indian. Peter Parker. Uh, he's got Earth. He's got fun. Um, five zero one zero one. He's got fun wristbands. Yeah, he does. That are like, I guess they're like bangles, but then they're like, I don't, I don't know. They're like jangling around. Like he whips them around with the thing. I don't know what you'd call it. I'm sure. The word for it. Yeah, I liked him though. He was funny. I like the, I liked his bit. You know, I'm, I'm Peter Parker, the, the one and only Spider Man. Then because they all do the thing. Yeah, I did think it was funny when he's like for three months. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, three months? He's only been part of it for three months. And he gets to be in the team? Uh, but he's like, this is the traffic? This is where the traffic is? This is also where the traffic is? This is where the British all our stuff. It's like, it's so easy. <laughs> I liked him. He's pretty fun. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting as a joke. It's like, well, if, if this is like the biggest city, what what does Britain look like? Are they, yeah, it, are they still in New York? What's the, what's the context? It's kind of like Coruscant because they were just cities on cities. Yeah, it was huge. It was like, a, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, this is like Coruscant. It's like a city It's planet. like Star Wars. So they go so deep. There's like multiple highways. Yeah. Uh, and then. But I did. I enjoyed him. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I like that he was like, it's so easy. Just like hang out. I just go for tea with my grandma. And then I fight more crime. Look at my girlfriend. She's sick. <laughs> but and her dad's the cop. And I go, oh, I've never met her in my life. <laughs> that was uh, good. But, so they're there. They're looking for spots. The three of them team up, um, and then they find like they find locks himself in at their collider at their their version of the Hydron Collider from uh, the first Gal- movie, Galcomex or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then Hobby shows up, who's Spider Punk. He's pretty fun as well. I enjoyed him. Thought I he was li- also funny. I liked his art style. How it kept changing. Yeah, color neat. palettes every so often. It, again, cool. the art style in this one stays. They keep that consistent where they just do whatever they can think of and really keep it fresh for different dimensions. Gwen's dimension, like it's like a pastel kind of watercolor thing sometimes it changes they did this thing a lot in hers where when it's close up on their like shots of like just their faces or their their busts or whatever like mm. you know headshots where the backgrounds just turn into whatever yeah which i thought was kind of neat or like in their especially in her house like when to, then she's in her house it does it when they're it doesn't when they're in the art museum too though uh, does it does that same thing yeah oh, okay where it would like when it goes close up on back and forth on their faces it's like just kind of goes nuts it's just there's just yeah crazy shit going on behind them but yeah, so he shows up. He's pretty cool. He hates all authority and is maybe Spider Gwen's boyfriend. Yeah, he's got like, like a metal mohawk. Very cool. And a spider suit. He was fun. I like this whole thing. He's British, which is fun. Some Only fun. so fun. Yeah, but he's all like punk or whatever. They he, they said Cockney, but I don't think that's really. Are people still Cockney? I think Cockney's a. Is that a thing that you can still be in twenty twenty three? I don't know. We'll give it a goog. But he's got like you know the the the, the modern kind of. British slang and stuff. He's saying it's goofy stuff, which is fun. He hates the AM. He hates the PM. I thought that was a good joke. <laughs> that is the thing about this movie, right? It's nonstop with the jokes. Oh yeah, which is very good. And I and I think it probably will lend itself well to uh, watching it again because there was multiple points where I noticed that like two or three characters are like going almost at, almost talking talking over top one another. 
with Joe. All yeah. saying funny things, and you almost have to pick one to listen to. Yeah. There's sometimes where they describe at the bottom what something is. Yeah. I've A couple times I missed it. They reference hammer space. Yeah. I, was fun. I think it was like a space where you keep hammers, I guess. Oh, you can keep a, things in. Yeah, cartoon space where you can keep any object. Like a hammer. Which, I guess, is that a reference to the first movie? Uh, yeah, it's a reference to what Spider Pig does. Because he has hammer space because he's like a cartoon. When he's like, like, take this hammer, Miles. It'll, it'll fit it'll in your fit. pocket. <laughs> it'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> That's all, folks. So, uh, yeah, he's cool, though. Yeah, like, there's there's a little bit of rivalry between him and Miles. But one, one-sided. Cause he's oh, like, yeah. Because he's too cool. Yeah. And he's got, a, obviously, Miles has a crush on Gwen. And then Spock gets away again. Spock uh, get, well, Spock gains like a gets, bunch of power. Yeah, he wins. Yeah. He, he gets a lot of the spots because he fires up the collider. And he so then uh, Miguel's like, all right, we got to shut this down. So they go to the Spire Society, and there's just a million Spider-Man. I got to say, I think- well, we we skipped. What happens what? is that he saves the captain. Oh, you're right, of course. Yeah, so- So then the building's falling. It's this big thing. Like, the top of the building got cut in half, so it's falling. Mm. It's plummeting. So they're all trying to save everybody. Which I thought was great. That was really I just cool. like I, I will say that's definitely one of the things of like- just the action in this, the web swinging and stuff. I feel like there's just more just raw, like, Spider-Man just doing Spider-Man stuff in this oh, yeah. one than in almost any other Spider-Man movie ever. Oh, yeah, because it's got the... They can move freely because it's animation. I think that's part of it, but I just... They're willing to dedicate more time to it. Like, mm. you know, we, we've been pretty critical of No Way Home, and uh, I don't actually hate it or anything, but, like, that's an, that's kind of another mark against it if you really think about it. It's like, how much Spider-Manning does he even do in that movie, right? Limited. There's three of them, and they barely do any of it. They had that one scene where they're swinging around all together, and they're all like, we're teaming up, we're a team, and that's like the only time they do it. I think a lot of live action movies, you could argue, have that, where it's like, they barely, he barely does like this thing. Mm. It's one of those things where I'm just like, man, maybe animation is just the move. But I, I feel but like, it's for I kids. say that a lot, right? It's not a real medium. I'm a big animation guy lately. More and more, I've felt that way. I've said that about Star Wars before, right? That I think yeah. like it's a really great medium for Star Wars. So you can do more. You can kind of do more. And friends of the show, Jennifer Gonzalez, big animation. And guy. this, I mean, we we haven't been talking enough about like the movie itself, other than just the plot. But like, it's ins- the visuals in this are insane. So smooth. It's so it looks so good. But it's just there is so much like style to it all, and the fact that they do have all these differing styles that are existing at the same time. Right? You have like mm-hmm. four characters on screen who are done in like distinct animation style, and just mm-hmm. yeah, just the, the artsy shit that they do all the time. It's a bunch of background details. Like if you like look in the background, you can see all a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and they'll just like like we were saying, like they'll just change things, and stuff will just kind of happen, like in a low key way. And, and yeah, like in the background, the foreground, all the time. I don't know. It's just it looks incredible, man. It's such a, like a that's another thing where I feel like you could watch it again, just and just take in different visual stuff the yeah, whole time. You look at different parts of the same shot, and just be like, well, this is happening. There's just so much going on. It's just so like layered. Oh right? yeah. And it's like you said, it's like so fast paced. Everything's just moving and like fluid at all times. Mm-hmm. Like there's never, there's hardly ever times where something's just kind of sitting still. And we're just like looking at people, except like when there's like a dramatic moment. But even then, I feel like it still jumps around a lot more than like a you know normal movie would, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I thought that was just a cool moment because like they had just finished a fight, right? That they'd more or less lost. It's it's been like literally like thirteen seconds, <laughs> and then they're like. All right, so we're saving everyone, right? And they just jump to action. That's what you do. Oh, you're yeah. Spider-Man. It's you Spider-Man. Gotta... And there's four of them. There's four there's times four... Spider. That's it's great. I loved it so much. And yeah. they're working as a team. And like they weren't doing very well as a team prior, but then they kind of fall into this groove where they're where they're working well. And so they're trying to slow down the building and then trying to save everyone who's in the, yeah. the path of the building. And then there's um, uh, Favita or the uh, Peter Parker of that 
dimension. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to, he's holding a bus with his girlfriend in it. And Turns out the bridge, <laughs> or the highway, whatever they hit, happens to have his girlfriend on it. And, and her, also the- Her father. Her father, the police so chief. So her father's guy. trying to save this. His Gwen, basically. Yeah. His, his, his Gwen and his Captain Stacy. Mm-hmm. And this is his, his, the police captain's trying to save this child. And he's trying to save both the daughter and the father. He's like, I can do both, which is a classic Spider-Man thing. And then- because Miles is there, he's like, oh, well, I can do it. I'm here. I'll and, just go help. And Gwen sti- Gwen's just like, oh, no, don't do that. And Miles it's like, too dangerous. He's like, no, no, I- I'll be fine. I'll just thread the needle. Go, okay, cool. So he saves them. Everybody lives. But there's a big hole in the dimension. He's like, well, that's not good. And they say even there, like, it's it's like you can hear the voice of the robot chick be like, there's a cannon event incoming or whatever. Yeah. He said that, and you're like, what's that mean? I feel like you get an idea. And that was a really dramatic moment where I'm like, oh, is someone going to have to die here? Because, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a very classic, I mean, literally, as we, we go on to learn, like, it's a very classic Spider-Man scenario mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah, he's trying to save his girlfriend, but then he's up there too, and he's like, I guess I can do both. And he's struggling. He can never do both. No. But then, yeah, Miles just saves the, the, the police inspector guy, so he's cool. Mm-hmm. But and maybe they, not. Maybe not. So there's a bunch, bunch of them show up to, like, secure this giant hole in the reality, trying to fix it. And they all get sent back to the Spider Society. And turns out, full of spider people. Like, almost everybody else in the multiverse that you could think of is there. And I was like, well, what Do you the- almost think, at points in this, it was, like, too much? Almost? Yeah, there's a lot of them. I feel like I couldn't focus on any one of them at a, at a time, basically. Mm-hmm. Except for when the movie was very directly trying to draw attention to be like... And again, maybe that's another thing where it's like, you could watch this a lot of times. Because you'd just be like, alright, let me focus on this guy now, or this yeah. guy. But I also feel like they become less and less distinct. Where I'm just like, okay, I get it. You're all Spider Man, right? Like, do any of these stand slightly out? different versions? Yeah, do any of these really stand out? All the popular ones, the ones that are very distinct. Like, yeah, and again, most of those are brought, have attention drawn to them, right? We got like Ben Riley. He he's, he's shows up quite a bit actually. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's probably going to be. I oh, know that she he she gets he gets beat up at the end. Yeah, of yeah. He seems to be kind of removed from the situation. Pretty much. I mean, but yeah, Ben Riley. He's done in like a '90s kind of. Um, like big muscly comic yeah, style. Muscly, yeah, but he's, and he's also all edgy and dramatic Mopey. like he'd be the 90s, which is, that's when Ben Riley was a thing, so yeah. he's good for the, him. No, he's not the clone. He's the original. Yeah. Oh, no, he is the clone? Ben Riley's the clone. I thought, I thought at one point he wasn't the clone. Was it, was well, it, that's how the clone saga yeah, okay, goes, right, but Ben way. Riley's the clone. Of course. One, that's what, otherwise, he would just be Peter Parker. That's true. Uh, and then there's the rest, Western one, the, the classic joke of, why is he wearing a mask so they can't see your face? <laughs> but though that one had like web coming out of the horse's hooves, I think so. Well, it was attached to her hooves, and they like shot up. So Spider Horse, yeah, the the PS4 Spider Man PS4. That was cool. Uh, that was fun. So uh, the one where I lost whatever he said though, because the guy next to us was just like, "Look, it's the guy from the game. It's the guy from the game." And I was like, "Yeah, I get it." It t- even said it tells you that he's from the game. Uh, there's um a, a part where they're walking through like a hall of villains, and they're like, "Here's just a regular Rhino. Here's all this." And then at one point, there's just Donald Glover dressed as the um, Prowler, which is very fun because that was that's a fan theory that's been going around ever since Homecoming. When yeah, he meets Donald Glover, he's like, "Oh, that's probably Prowler," because he said his nephew his nephew lives around here, just like Miles. And well, I think he's I think he is the Prowler in that movie. Well, they don't say. Well, they don't. Like, I think they do. Do they call him the Prowler in that movie? I think there's some reference to the idea that like he's a criminal named the Prowler or something. Oh, I thought it was just that he was like a vague criminal. Let's see. I could be stretching that extrapolating yeah but yeah that was fun but now right? it's confirmed that was also you know that like donald glover was like one of the original inspirations at least aesthetically for yeah miles morales right? yeah he's the like, when they created because it's because he was well, there's some it's one of those like domino memes where it's like um 
uh, Donald Glover being Troy Barnes in Community and then like into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. Because he becomes Miles. He is the he was almost Spider-Man or considered to be Spider-Man. And then they made Miles Morales because based on him, like you said, and then we lead to here. So it's cool that he gets to be involved in these movies like yeah, that. Yeah. I saw there's there's discussion just this week that like they're seriously moving forward with some kind of live action version for Miles Morales and people were like, well, we use Donald Glover. And obviously more reasonable people were like, he's almost 40. He's way too old. <laughs> Here's the thing. Should have done that years ago. Don't make Morbius. Why are you making Morbius? You could have just put all that time and energy for Craven and Morbius. Why don't they just use Spider-Man? I mean, I guess they don't want to co- like compete with themselves because they're like, Marvel's got a good thing going with there. But yeah. And we, we've literally done this thing on the show before. But like, <laughs> so do, many times. Do a fucking Spider- Just do a Spider-Gwen movie then, too. I mean, maybe they're also worried about stepping on their own toes in that sense. But at a certain point, you stu- you would still be better off doing that than making Morbius. Or Craven the Hunter. Or Craven the Hunter. Lunatic. Fucking idiots. They're insane, Jack. I think Michael Keaton show up in the Morbius universe for Fuck some reason. Hell. Did you see that Sydney Sweeney has confirmed what her role is in Madam Web? No. And she's not Spider-Woman. She's not Spider-Gwen? <laughs> no, she's not Spider-Gwen. She's like fucking... She's like original Spider-Woman. Hey, or like second Spider-Woman, who's now... She's, I think it's... Is it, her name Sabrina Carpenter? It's a dumb last name. That's every, oh, no, that's a real person. Who am I thinking <laughs> of? Sorry, that's a singer. Oh, sorry. Sh- well, let me take that back. Great last name for a real person incredible last name you know people are named carpenter yeah and they shouldn't be okay fucking change it uh julia carpenter that's the character that's the character who's she spider woman she's like the second spider woman she's saint powers she has that you see you you like probably knows the costume I, i've seen that costume. she's madam web right now in the comics okay what does madam web do she's like is she like the great weaver i i don't know I don't know what that is. I think the Great Weaver something. The Great Weaver. Oh, no, I think of something else. It's but like yeah, she's like like, a, like the Universe Zero one who like weaves like all the. I don't think she's quite that level, but she's like a mentor character to Spider Man, where she's like, "This is all the crazy shit going on, Spider Man. You don't even get it. You don't even see Spider God." Yeah, yeah, like she's that. She's like this is the Spider Verse. Don't you get it? Like that's usually her kind of role. Okay, um, but she's she's Madam Web. Good for her. Moving up in the world. Where are we in this? So yeah, she's the second Spider Woman. I think she does just have spider powers, but I don't know. I feel like I don't see her. Much. Yeah, I've only seen like probably that picture of her in that costume, and that was it. I don't know much about her. The movie's supposed to come out this year. When's the movie supposed to be out? <laughs> I don't know. This says he's actually Aaron Davis in that movie. So I mean, but I don't know if that's ever said. If that's just like an after the fact kind of thing. I don't think they say his name at all, or like anything is referenced like that. So I don't think I've only seen the Homecoming once. So I don't know. This literally says MC and the MCU wiki. He's he's literally called Prowler. Well, look at the reference for that. Oh, but it says he is an alias. It says according to Spider-Man Homecoming. I feel like I was right. Also known by his criminal alias, The Prowler. Does Friday show that to him? Like two yeah, sp- like I feel like there's some point where he's like refer- he's like looking at some kind of reference or database or something. And they're like, also, it's The Prowler. It might be one of those things where it says it on screen and it's never oh, said. You know how it goes. That's probably what it is. I'm going to say that so I can preserve my dignity, honor, something. But anyway, that was cool. And all the villains, there's a, a machine introduced that sends all the villains back to their right dimensions. Which I thought was going to be revealed as like not doing what it was originally said to do, like it's going to like destroy them and break them down to like multiverse goo or something. Because Miguel is kind of a weird vampire monster. <laughs> yeah, which like it's never really. We see one right when he's fighting the vulture. He like shoots him in the sky and like pulls his neck out and like grows fangs and is about to like bite him on the neck. And then the cops see him. And he's like, I won't do this. And he's referred to as a vampire by somebody else. I can't remember if the punk if spider punk calls him that i well, think it's just miles is he i mean i thought or maybe even peter. gwen someone definitely peter b parker somebody definitely mentions it yeah yeah um 
Because when he meets Miguel, Miguel's like, fucking, I hate you, Miles. You're the worst. I hate you so much. God, I hate you. God. And he's like, whoa, buddy, I just got here. And Peter Parker's like, hey, he's my, I taught him. Hey, it's me. I'm back. It's me, Peter, Peter Parker. Peter Parker's back. He's got Mayday. He's got his daughter. Patched things up so effectively with MJ back in his universe that they've had a baby. I love that. I'm, uh, I mean, we knew we, Mayday was a thing. And I said that during the trailer that I was very excited for Mayday. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea that Peter Parker can be happy. happy. <laughs> and still have story. <laughs> and we were talking about this because there's actually been a lot of uh, discussion lately. The current Spider-Man run in the comics is very controversial for some of the choices they make. Kill and, Khan. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty next level. But even just in talking about the actual Spider-Man characters, right? It's it. I mean, that's a whole another crazy level is to just kill like another beloved character, mostly unrelated in yeah. your book. Wild fucking choice, but <laughs> fine. Um, but just in general, they've been like doing the thing where they're not together again, and there's all this drama surrounding their relationship. Magic and, kids, you know, yeah, magic kids. Like it's been for fucking the better part of. 30 years now where they just can't yeah. really be happy. 20 years in particular since the whole like No Way Home or uh, One More Day, whatever. You get it? Yeah. Where he's like, you know, the devil erased their kid or whatever the fuck. Lunacy. <laughs> so oh, it was good. It was a good It was a good story. No, everyone, hate, everyone hates it. Yeah, it's awful. It's erased because his daughter was going to beat Mephisto. I think that's what was revealed. I think that's point. the idea. That's why he did it. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy. I, and so like, you know, there's this thing where they just have never let spider-man be happy for any extended period of time you know doc ock stole his fucking body for a minute there oh like, it's yes. just crazy Pure and Spider-Man. that's good and stuff and there's like not to say there's no good stories out of it but there's this attitude amongst spider-man fans where it's like can they just let him be like happy yeah um so i like the idea they could and i think that film works as a better medium for stuff like this you know it's kind of the other side of the the problem we always talk with trying to adapt comics to films which is like you're trying to adapt so much to so little, right? Yeah. You're boiling it down. You're trying to filter hundreds of issues and decades of history down into like, you know, a two hour block, you know, even, even a series of, right. Where you only get one of these movies every so often, you know, mm-hmm. again, it's just such a different thing than like week to week type storytelling. But, um, in that same way, it, I think it kind of works in this sense. Cause you can just let these characters kind of exist between the movies. And so it's like, he can just be happy for a while off screen and you don't really have to deal much with him. It probably also helps that, you know, he's a he's like a you know, supporting character in this yeah. movie, not he doesn't need to have like a arc. He already had his arc last movie. Mm. And even then he's like, yeah, sort of secondary. It's it's you know, because it is an ensemble. Because I, I do kind of understand to an extent why you can't just let Peter Parker have everything be good for him in the comic books because you, you do still need to make, you know, stories and have drama mm. and all that. So, you know, I see both angles of it, I guess. Mm, because yeah. I do think that perhaps people wouldn't be as excited as they think if he was just happily married for years and years on end because I also think that could potentially be less interesting. Yeah, less chance to tell a good story. But well, all that's to say, I do like that in this universe, which again, like I said, I think film works really well for this. You can just have him, have him be nice and happy because, again, it's not really his story and all that, and, and it works really well. And she's she's a cute little baby. It's yeah, fun. She's got a, spider powers. He's obsessed with her. He's like, look at the picture. Look at all these pictures. And he's your classic dad. Showing Miles and Gwen and they don't care at all. <laughs> They're like, she, she's right there. I can look at her. And he's like, no, nah, but look at these pictures. These pictures are great. Hey, Miguel, look at these pictures. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I hate you so much. Oh, I'm so angry. So we learned that mm, he is all angry. Spider-Man 2099 is, is so crazy because he got a timeline where he was a happy dad, but his version of him died, right? Mm. it's like the Rick and Morty scenario so he jumps over there and he's like I'll just fill my own role in this universe That'll be and great. I'll be happy but because he did that he messed with the you know timeline of it timeline of it all and the, and the reality of it and it all crumbled. fell apart and, and the whole dimension like collapsed in on itself 
And so that's why he established the Spider Society to prevent that from happening again, right? Yeah. Which, fair enough. I think it all kind of makes sense up to that point. And so that's when he gets in this big fight with Miles, and he's like, you fucked it, Miles. Like, this is, this is on you. you. What you just did is you disrupted a cannon event. And he's like, what? He's like, you disrupted a cannon event. That's what was happening. That's why she tried to stop you. The reason there's a big dimensional hole in there isn't just because of the spot. It's because the timeline's breaking down because you removed this focal point. And so he explains that in all the Spider-Man's lies, you know, of the infinite of them, right? All the universes have Spider-Man. And yeah, they all have certain things they have to hit, which is like, you know, your Uncle Ben thing. Get bit by a spider. Get, well, yeah, you need to get bit by a spider. Your uncle or whoever needs yeah. to die, right? Whether it's your Uncle Ben or like some your kind Uncle of, Aaron or your dad or your whatever they friend. say, your best friend, right? Somebody you all get a moment die. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he explains that this was the what they call the ASM ninety moment, which is a cheeky reference to Amazing Spider Man. Amazing Spider Man ninety, where this happens, which is the well, in you know, in the real comics, it was the death of Captain Stacy, right? Yeah. Gwen Stacy's dad dies doing this thing, which he explains is like a police captain of some description close to Spider-Man dies saving a ch- child from falling rubble. And because Miles disrupted that and saved the captain's life when he was supposed to die, he uh, he destabilized the whole thing. Yeah, he doesn't have that crucial growth moment for... Which kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it afterwards, right? Like mm-hmm. I said, I, I remember like in the theater when it was happening, I was like, this is a pretty dramatic moment. Like This is heavy shit. And I was like, oh, they're going to kill Captain Stacy here, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I yeah. know he's not literally, but... They're going to kill this guy's Captain Stacy because it is such a dramatic, like, oh, I can't save them both. What am I going to do? But then he does. He just does it. And I think, especially when you consider, like, how cocky he was before, right? Mr. I've been doing this three months and it's so easy. He needed this moment. Yeah, to break him out of that, to show that there's more to do. But now he's like, well, to take it more seriously. But he didn't have that. And you're like, that actually, it does make a lot of sense that, like, he needed that. Mm -hmm. And that's what they all kind of explain. And obviously, Miles is smart enough as you know, kind of in the same pace of the audience to all put it together of like, this is going to happen to me. And my dad just became captain. So like my I- dad's the police captain in my life, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. I think it's weird because only because there's kind of conflicting ideas in this one, because they try to tell him he's not supposed to be Spider-Man. I mean, that happens a little bit after this, but you get him. Yeah. Um, because they explain that the spider that bit him was from a different dimension. And so yeah, it shouldn't was revealed that Spot yeah, brought yeah. it from Universe 42 and it escaped. Which is actually ends up it was pretty heavily foreshadowed in the in the first. Did you movie. see? It was it glitching? Yeah, it was glitching and stuff. And it the forty two number is present multiple times throughout the movie and stuff. Um, so that's yeah, that's pretty real. And I guess I hadn't thought of it like that. But if Miles wasn't there, Peter his Peter Parker wouldn't have died. Yeah, and he was only there because of the spider. And so it is this like domino effect where it's not Miles' fault that it happened to him, but the chain of events that involves him did all lead to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. But then I guess he's still filling that role because he's fallen into the same, same patterns, right? Cause his uncle yeah. dies and then all that. So yeah, I guess, well, I guess the timeline would just correct around him. Cause there yeah, is a Spider-Man. Yeah. The timeline is kind of, yeah, more morphing around him. So they're like, so he's like, Oh, so my dad's going to die. And they're like, yeah, kid. Yeah. That's sorry. That's, that's the thing. We weren't going to tell you cause how you, that's how you why we couldn't tell you is cause it won't happen. It, your dad had to die first, basically <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that's not that's not on. I'm going to stop it. And they're like, you better not fucking do that. And yeah, well, that that's a big thing why Miguel doesn't like him because he's the first anomaly, like we said. He's like, you're you're just not supposed to be him. Like, you, you're the reason. There's like, you're not the right Spider-Man for your universe and you've robbed a Spider-Man from the universe that the spider came from. He's basically, yeah, robbing two. Up, yeah, he's fucking up two places at once. But he was like, you fucked it. Because 
again, it's not his fault, but because of all the circumstances, his timeline, his Spider-Man got killed when he didn't need to. And yeah, now the spider was supposed to bite someone else in a different timeline that it couldn't, which is really interesting, I think. And I, this is kind of exactly what we called from the trailers, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember if I said if it was going to be his dad or not, but that's what I was thinking at the time was like, I bet his dad's going to die and he doesn't want to let him. And that's going to be the conflict. And it, it was, it was. So he's like, I don't want to. And everyone else, all the other Spider-Men who are there who've had it happen already are like, nah, man, come on. You just got to go. Come on, please. We got to do it. Which I think it's kind of wild, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. Even, you know, Peter B. Park, who's like, kid, I like you a lot. Like, but this is what has to happen. I mean, this is the way it goes. These moments have to happen. That's what makes us us. Like, you're going to be better for it, which is such a crazy thing to say, right? Mm -hmm. In the moment to someone where you'd just be like, yeah, just let your dad die, man. (laughs) It'll be cool. We already went through it. You'll grow from it. It'll make you a better Spider-Man. Sure, who cares? Sure, Gwen doesn't shut the fuck up about her dead friend, but come on. Come on, kid. Uh... And that sets it all off, right? Yeah. So he, he's trying to escape. Big chase. Isn't it's interesting? He's chasing him through this New Wave of New York. New Wave of New York. New Wave of New York. Jesus Christ. <laughs> New Wave of New York. And they run around. And at one point, uh, he Peter B. Parker catches up to him because he goes a different route. And he's like, kid, come on. Like, just, just listen to us. Let's talk it out. We can figure something out. He's trying to broker peace. And he's like, Miles, you made me think want to have a kid. And that, that like it kind of is, is sh- foreshadowed in well not foreshadowed literally said in the first movie when he's like man Miles you're great I love you I think I want to have kids because I've kind of raised you here so we had maybe and he's like come on you're the reason maybe's here like mayday mayday maybe Jesus. maybe where am I getting maybe from someone else don't name your baby maybe maybe mayday's not much better let's be real uh, I guess maybe <sighs> maybe we'll give her a name <laughs> mayday's a good name it's like May you get it yeah but just call her May then mayday's fun though. Maybe he's like a term for a falling plane. Yeah, she's a little, you know. What, do you mean, what is he? What do they really call it? Eject? She's a little. Yeah, this is Eject Parker and her, no, his older sister. Bull, no, because she's a little, you know, she's a little whirlwind. She's a little, right, is a little scamp, you know? A little baby. It's causing Car- trouble because, like, babies do. Carme. Whatever, man. So he's like, yeah, just because bad things happen doesn't I mean good things can't happen because I got to have my daughter even though my uncle died. So maybe things get better for you, 15 year old kid. Let your dad die, you know? That'll be, it'll be fine. And he's like, ah, it's not really on, man. I, I gotta be honest, you're not really convincing me here. And then, obviously, they track him through his special bracelet that takes to dimensions. He's like, I didn't know they were gonna do that. How'd you not, man? Come on. Probably should have known. They track. They they can track you through the dimensions. They can track you through a city. That's that's child's play to them. They're the future. So he escapes. He like tricks them all, and he like escapes through the machine that sends the villains back. But when they scan his DNA, because that's how they send you back to your dimension. They, his, it's entwined with the spider from Earth-42, and he's sent there instead of his home dimension, which is a bit of a twist. Did you not think, just real quick, though, on here. Okay. So his whole plan, the, the thing he reveals, <coughs> and they have this big, he's, this big showdown with Miguel where he's like, you gotta listen to me or whatever, because the, the details of it all, because mm-hmm. we don't want to disrupt the timeline. And I will say, this is one of the things about this movie that feels pretty strong, is that like I definitely see where they're both coming from, because again... Obviously, you can't expect Miles to just not, to just let his dad die, right? But also, I mean, if what they're saying is true, it's definitely, you know, needs of the many kind of thing. Yeah. Because if you're talking about, yeah, the whole <clears throat> multiverse crumbling because of this, it's kind of, you know, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. As, as hard as it is personally to take, like, your dad is not worth the whole, you know, literal mo- entirety of existence. Because even if he says his dad, he'll they'll all just die. Exactly. So I get that. But then, um, <clears throat> Miguel's all like, or uh, Miles is all like, yeah, but you guys all, everyone keeps telling me, like, it's got to go this way, right? You got all, all these patterns set. Mm, no. Like, and that's been his whole thing, kind of, right? Is that yeah. like, and again, it's he's trying to disrupt him and, like, 
I think that's when he drops the whole thing of like you shouldn't even exist, right? Yeah. When yeah. they're fighting on the train. He's like, You're the first anomaly. You've like started this whole you're thing. You're not even supposed to be Spider Man. And that shakes him up pretty good because that's kind of his whole arc is like I can be Spider Man and I am Spider Man and I, you know, should be. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of these whole all these movies, right? It's like anyone can be a hero. Doesn't matter who's under the mask. That's been pretty consistent across the past couple isn't you know, well the the, the two movies so far. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty hard for him to hear is to be like, You're not even supposed to be Spider Man. Um, so it's a cool moment when he's like, actually, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. I just don't, I think it's weird when his, his plan was revealed to be that he drew them all away, but then he just goes back. How does he get back so much faster than them to, for it to even be, you know, negligible? an advantage? Yeah. Because it's like, well, we all ran all the way over here. Now I'm going to run all the way real, I'm going to go so all the way fast. back there so fast. I don't, I didn't really get that logically because he's just like i'm jumping off the plane or i'm jumping off the train thing going to the moon i'm gonna fly over there it's gonna be crazy but like why can't they all just do that and follow him i mean they get there pretty quickly yeah they do but like i don't know why they wouldn't be there almost instantly some of them can probably fly and shit like why i don't know you know know what i mean i get what you mean he just lets go of the 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 train and then starts falling back to the thing why don't they all just fall back i guess yeah is that because he turns invisible but again they know where he's going don't they there's only one place they could unless they didn't know he was going there Maybe they thought, of but he told them he's like, "I drew you all away." Isn't that? I don't know. No, Whatever. I, I get what you're saying. Just a bit of a nitpick. Yeah. But yeah, I did like that. So he gets back and he uses the machine, but it sends him back to the the timeline that syncs up with his uh, spider, which, as we've established, isn't his timeline. Yeah. So he gets there. Did you see this comment initially? You said you knew because yeah, you read it. I saw. I saw it on the screen. And you understood what that that implied. I guess I didn't. You know, just in the moment, it didn't. Yeah, didn't click with me because I said Earth forty two, and I was like, "Ooh, that's where the spider's from." Makes a lot of sense. It didn't click with me. I'm, I know, I know it was there, but I was just like, "Okay." Yeah, it didn't click with me until he was having the conversation with his mom, and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, so they try to stop him, Miguel. They like get to him as it's finishing. He almost doesn't escape, but he does in the nick of time. And so they all go to his real dimension, like ten fifty or whatever his dimension is, uh, to head him off of the past. So Miguel and Ben Riley and Jessica Drew all team up, and they go out, and Spider Gwen. Takes they sent Spider Gwen back. Oh, they sent her back. They, they sent Spider Gwen and, and Peter B. Parker back. They're like, you guys are too close to this. Too close to this. Fuck off. Yeah, get out of here. Um, so she has to confront her dad. Peter B. Parker's just like, I guess my life's not so bad though. Yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> I got a wife and got his wife and, so, and daughter. And then Miles is in his dimension. Who he thinks? And he's like, Sorry, mom. That was crazy. Is dad still alive? <laughs> and she's like, What are you? And then that's when it's revealed that he's in a different timeline. His Uncle Aaron is still alive. He's like, well, what the fuck? But his dad is the one who died. Oh, no. And someone's the prowler. It's revealed to be him. Of course. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you wouldn't be, you, for the people's reactions in the theater, you would have thought they'd never seen a movie before. Again, it's the same kind of thing where, like, I feel like there's, yeah. It was just, I feel like it was pretty well telegraphed. But then people, right up until the exact moment they took his mask off, were still like, oh. <gasps> It's like, yeah, come come on. You couldn't, like, Jesus. Couldn't put two and two together here? There was, like, 15 steps along the way where you could have, you know, gleaned this. And you really, it took you all the way until they just blatantly were like, here. Here's the answer. Here. Did you not get it yet? Uh, but Gwen, in her dimension, she um makes up with her dad, basically. She's like, Dad, why don't you stop being a shithead? And he's like, you're right. Oh, God, you're right. Because you left for months. I've heard last how insane I was being. So I'll quit being a cop. And she's like, oh, so that, that means you won't get captained. Which I think is kind of interesting because it sort of implies that perhaps part of the reason she stayed away after the fact was also because she didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, my dad's going to die. <laughs> so if I just stay away, it won't be there. Which, wouldn't that, because she leaves, is that still a disruption or because? 
I don't know. Never happens. It's kind of a weird question because now because she left and came back, it seems to have altered the timeline events. Yeah, because she's right? clearly not present. Like, does she still need to get a captaining event or not? I feel like you kind of do from what the movie seems to suggest. Yeah, but it's, it, or it's an essential her, part. Or was her best friend the captaining event? Because we see that. No, because her no, because her Peter was her oh, uncle Ben. Right. That was her uncle Ben. Right, I forgot. Yeah, see, some people die. Oh, we did get to see a clip from the Amazing Spider-Man. It's true, and um. And uh, was there a couple? The Tobey Maguire one. I was gonna say, I feel like Tobey Maguire made it in there at some point. He did. He was much smaller. It wasn't as a big one yeah. as Andrew Garfield's. But he didn't was it, I think it was the Uncle Ben thing, right? Because they're like, he does that thing where he's like, "Look, these are all the events. Everyone has to have one." And I think we see one of from each of them. I but we definitely see. Well, obviously, because we get the Tobey Maguire didn't have like a Captain Stacy. Yeah, so we moment. get the Captain Stacy one for Andrew Garfield. Maybe we just get like, maybe it's the, like the Uncle Ben thing, thing for Tobey like Maguire. But yeah, I don't know. It seems like they were all there. Mm. Uh, so then they're different. So yeah, Miles is captured by the alternate version of himself as the Prowler and Uncle Aaron. And Spider Gwen's like, you know what? We're taking the fight to them. He meets his parents because Hobby like, brought her, brought his watch thing to her. I don't. I'm not sure he how like that made works. One. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because he made like his own. Because his his dimension portal is different. Because he not, dipped out. Like when it all popped off, he was like, you know what? I quit because he's a rebel and he's not. Um, which is cool, good for him. Mm-hmm. And he he left his behind. So yeah, he must have, I guess, a number of them. Because also, how did he get to, to Gwen's dimension and back if he left it there? So mm. I guess he might have had a couple or something. He's ripping off a little wire. Maybe he's taking tech oh, to build it. You're right. I was. That's definitely what happened. Because mm. I remember thinking, like, what's he going to do with all that? I feel like, it, yeah. At first, you're just like, aha, he's being a rebel. But then I was like, no, that's very intentional. He's clearly going to build something. That's awesome. yeah, man. Look, they're all they're all like super this. intelligent. Look at all this stuff. Oh, so so many details scattered about. Wow. And we got this even despite our distractions. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And that's kind of where it ends, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they get the crew together. So, he's been captured. Uh, the the Spider Society wants to get him. They and Gwen's them. like, I'm getting a team together to, to save him, I guess. Yeah, so I got her, Hobby, Peter. Oh, all the Peter people from Parker. the first movie. Everyone from the first movie and Hobby and, uh, what is she, Spider Bite or something? The, this computer one? Oh, right, yeah. I think she's Spider Bite, probably. But, like, Bite with a Y? Spider bite, you get it. Yeah. It's not a pun, Jack. I bet Penny switched sides pretty quick. You're giving me nothing here. I, uh, sure, I don't know, man. You're giving me no nothing in your eyes. You're just like, oh. I mean, so, I didn't come up with it. Why so much I can give. Well, they both switched sides. Spider bite and Penny were both pretty much firmly in That's the, true. I mean, to be fair, though, they were all kind of in camp for a minute there. That's true. The first Before they gonna... just decided, I guess we won't care. I mean, it'll obviously, it'll be more fleshed out, and we'll, we'll get the full explanations in the next movie. And again, like I said, like it's one of those things where because of movies and plot and things, I'm sure it's going to work out well in the end. Yeah, everyone's going to do what they want. It's Spider-Man. But I do also think there's a thing of like, yeah, from from the information that they have currently available, it kind of feels like Miguel's making the only choice he's smart got. decision. Like, he's being a bit crazy and shitty about and it. I get that. He's like insane. I don't know what he... Yeah, again, hopefully we'll get more of that explained, but come on. I mean, he's not raw. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> Again, if it comes down to it, if that really is your only options, and they they kind of, but they do draw attention to this because is it Gwen or Jess? One of them asks him like, "Are you sure? Like, absolutely sure that if his dad doesn't die, it'll all collapse?" He's like, "No, but like, do you want to risk it?" <laughs> Which even still, I mean, that's kind of a valid argument, yeah. right? He's not sure. You know, does someone have to die? If you're not sure. Yeah, yeah, but she's like, "We're doing it again. Let's do this one last time." I'm Spider Gwen, and this is my team. And we're like, "All right, sweet." Yeah, the other ones don't talk because I'm sure they're like, we don't got to pay John Mulaney for like a line. We can just get him yeah, the next gonna, one. We're not going to grab him just for that. Yeah. Uh, you know the next one's coming out? Do we have any? Yeah, next March. Less than a year. Ooh, very nice. They did it right, I think. Perfect. I think more movies ought to be I was afraid it was like, and in 2025. No, no, we, 
I mean, it's already done. I think they probably did them all like, yeah, in a row at once, which is why it's been already five years. But I think that's a good trade-off. To make two movies at once? Yeah, do two at once. Two full-length, very intensely animated movies? Full-length is like almost an understatement. This is like 220. I think it's the longest um, animated movie ever in the U.S., like made in the U.S. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh, probably not, not like literally ever, but I think U.S. made. <laughs> it makes sense because usually animated movie, I mean- alluded to here like usually they are marketed towards children for better or worse tight 90 and they're tight 90 because that's what kids like unless you remake it into live action then you then you make the lion king or the fucking little mermaid two and a half hours long because you fuck give everything you give aquafina a fucking song. i've heard parts of aquafina song it's not very good it's not great. apparently kids like it though which is all that i guess is important but also you probably i bet kids don't like the little mermaid being two and a half hours long no. I think i'm exaggerating a little but i don't think i'm exaggerating much it's like 220 or something obscene like that too long they did it they did it just bring that to tight 90 i've been watching a lot of disney movies this week jack you know that of course we've talked about it but um well, they're all like a, they're all like a tight 90 dude i love it there's tight something 90. glorious about a well done tight 90 we've been saying it a lot like venom 2 no perfect i line. said well i said well done okay well the tight 90 is the best part of that movie no no what's that's the best part of the movie then if not no, the that's tight fine 90. but it's just like that's it's like fucking nothing what's a better tight 90 get out of here mario movie well, you didn't like mario no mario. the mario movie wasn't 90 minutes was it you're right it wasn't was and it? it wasn't well done. Yeah, that's fair. I don't see how long the was. Live recording, Googling. Oh, no, it was an hour 32. I just didn't like it very much. <laughs> tight 92. We'll call it a tight 92. No, th- no, that's, no, that fits in the tight 90. That's me. That's not me, guys. <laughs> I just didn't like it very much, so I didn't. <laughs> I hated it. It could have been shorter. So right at the end here, better or worse than the first one? I don't know, man. Um, I've seen a lot of people feel strongly one way or the other because it's the internet, so you got to get out with their, with their piping hot takes. I, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't feel like confident enough to say one or the other. Um, I mean, definitely this. Obviously, if you want to, if you would want to phrase it like this, you could definitely, you could definitely say that it suffers for being part one of two. And yeah. in a way that I feel like very few movies do nowadays. Or like, well, I shouldn't say that. But I don't know. There's a lot of these superhero movies where it's like they're tied closely together. But this is a full-on proper like unresolved cliffhanger. Right? Yeah. This, there's no like good stopping point. Even it's just like. It's not an Infinity War Endgame. I, yeah, thing. even more so than Infinity War and Endgame, which are very much two parts of a whole kind of thing. There still is like a conclusion. This is just like it ends, right? For yeah. better or worse, right? Um, so I think that kind of detracts from it as like a standalone movie. But I also think it's the type of thing where when the other one's out, right? That it'll know, be really cool. It'll be nice cohesive. Yeah, because so, of both. Um, I don't know. Also, I mean, recency bias is going to be a thing. I'm going to say that I, this one was. Not I don't want to say worse because that, that makes me that makes it sound like I didn't like this movie or that it was like had like a lesser quality. I think they're both of equal like writing quality and like production quality. But I think because it's like the sequel, it's just like a, well, it's a thing. I it's like the Knives Out. It's like Knives Out. How like Glass mm-hmm. Onion? I thought it was a good movie, but I I had seen the first one, so it's like well, I'm familiar with this. See, I think kind of thing. I think this was so much more spectacular. Spider-Man. Spectacular Spider-Man. He was there. He was there. I saw him. I think this was so much more spectacular just visually. Like, I think it might get the edge for that, just in terms of, like, a movie to watch. Um, So, I don't know. That's that's a big factor to me. Like, there was just multiple times where I was just amazed at, like, what was happening. Amazing Like, it really is. Yeah, I was amazing Spider-Man. I don't know. There's stuff in this that is just genuinely incredible to look at. Mm. So, that's that's a big plus. And not that the last one wasn't, of course, but it was a little bit more... um, I don't know. They're just in New York for a lot of it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's true. More so than in this one, where they're just—it's this one's full on dimension hopping. Yeah, so much dimension hopping going on and stuff. It just was—it's really nice to look at. Um, so it's got that going for it. It's got you know, I really like the characters in this one. I think I liked Hobby 
Hobie? What's his name? I think it's Hobie. You know, he was very, he was very fun. Um, whereas, like, so there, I think there's just more characters, I guess, right? Because yeah. most the first one is mostly just Peter B and Miles, Miles, Peter and Gwen. Yeah, the trio. Where they're all in this one, but then yeah, we get like three or four more real good fleshed out characters. So I don't know, man. I might actually honestly give the edge to this one. Really? They're both really good, though. They are both very good. They're probably the two best Spider-Man movies, honestly. Probably because they're actual movies. They have plots. Yeah, yeah. Not like No Way Home, which is like. Here's a kind of a contrived plot, and then I think I forget about it. It's time for Willem Dafoe to show up. Yeah, I feel less good about that movie by the day. Really? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I gotta see it again. Every passing day, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what was that. Is there anything to that outside of the big cameo fight at the end? No, not at all. But like, it's better than Infinity War and Endgame those guys combined. don't even show up until like the back, like the third act. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I no, mean that's the third act. Like all they're they're literally. at the all is lost moment. So. I just yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know that that movie sometimes. Two of those what villains, you think? Two of those villains are completely CGI and don't really. I mean, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. You see where I'm coming from, brother? I know what you mean. You there's, a lot, there's a lot of build-up to that. Like, uh, it's incredible. It's a very good. If movie. we haven't conveyed that properly enough, go watch it's a it. Very, very, very good movie. It's again, everyone loved the first one though. It's one of the best animated movies. Uh, again, probably. I should hope. I think it'll win the Oscar. I know people are like excited for the one where a teenage kraken or whatever the fuck. And, oh, um, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I guess people are actually excited for Elemental now. For Although what? I thought we all kind of just made fun of it because it's like so absurd. The most basic movie. It's the most. Make. It's the most Pixar movie anyone's ever it's made. The most basic writing thing of this not, character not is fire way. and this one is water. Yeah, it's the most Pixar movie you've ever seen, and not necessarily in a great way. No, because it's just like it's like AI. If like you had an AI write a Pixar movie, they'd be like, "Well, there's two things, and they're opposites, and they're opposites, the- and they're look at they're like anthropomorphic, and they're living." In a place, and they're in a place, and they're in a city, and everything. Look at oh, we all mix and match, but then they and then they come together and they go apart. But um, it's probably gonna. I think this one will win the Oscar again. I think so. It better. Again, it's just so impressive. Not to take away from any of the other work that people do in other animated movies, but like fuck, (laughs) it's great. It's such a spectacle. Like I said, like it. It's definitely one of those things where could be watching. I I'll probably try to see it a couple more times. You know, I got that free movie thing, so I'll just. Oh yeah, gotta get um, the free. Your money's worth. And hopefully I won't have someone like yawn at me next. Because there's literally, again, there's genuinely stuff I feel like I missed. So. For sure. That'll be nice. Absolutely. All right. Well, probably I could take out of that then. How long we go? How long we spin our wheels on Oh, this? a long time. We're t- I think we're, it's worth it. We're pushing hour 15 now. Yeah, but we we burn like a good 15 minutes at the front talking about nonsense, right? So. Like, yeah. You balance it out. Good six. So, oh yeah. Still over an hour. Though. I think it's, this is, this is a fair one to talk about for a while. I think this is probably, I'm going to say it. I'm going to call it Jack. Probably the best superhero movie of the year as well. Best cartoon and best animated movie and best superhero movie of the whole. Wait, year. what about Ant Man Three? <laughs> he didn't. No. He didn't like Ant Man. It was fine. I liked. I talked about it on here. I liked it quite a bit. I liked it I, that's more movie. than most people. It's that's, not better than this that's movie, a movie that's though. losing me by the day. It's I, not better than this because I see so much people hate. It. I'm like, did I not like that movie? Are they right? Dump the internet, sway you, Jack. It's it's hard. They're they're fighting hard. I'm fighting these demons best I can. All right, which one should we do next? Which finale? Which man finale should we do first? Well, we got to talk about the last two of each of them, don't we? Yeah, we do. Because your goofy ass was gone. Hey, man. Let's Let's do, which one world. do you want to talk about more? Um, Probably, I don't know. They were both pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Let's just do Barry. All right, cool. We can do Barry. All right, so last two episodes of Barry. Episode seven and eight, which are... Bum, ba, da, oh, also, the new Max app has been debuted. It's horrible. Oh, I, was just, I, I meant to bring that up, too. Like, oh, look, we watched Barry on Max. Everyone's favorite app, Max. It doesn't work. I wanted to watch like your it. Childhood's dog. The finale in Max Norway, and I literally fucking couldn't. stupid Jack. 
I mean, we've talked about the whole streaming thing. We don't need to get into it again, but, but Jesus what God. a fucking shit show. This whole industry is going to collapse before the end of the decade. I'll tell you that much for free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why'd they make it fucking blue? Everything's blue. I think purple, purple was unique. Right? I loved purple. It looked really nice. Oh, my Ooh. God. I haven't signed in yet. You get... Dude, no, dude. I swear to God, I was on here the other day. My and TV working. signed me in automatically. It signed me in automatically. This is insane. This is madness. And now your thing won't load. All right. I've got the titles here. So episode seven, a nice meal. An episode eight. Wow. Uh, an episode seven. I don't remember what happens episode seven. Well, so at the end of episode six, he goes. On, he said he's going to go kill Kusuno. Oh, he gets kidnapped. No, by, he gets yeah kidnapped by Jim Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wake. He's in Jim Moss's garage, Barry, and he's got some kind of goggles on. And he's yeah, like, I don't know. He's like he's drugging him. Yeah, he, with like an IV. And he's like hallucinating. He's got a bunch of torture equipment that he hasn't used yet. And through his ramblings, Barry reveals that like he gave Kusuno a bunch of money. Which Jim extrapolates to be that he like paid him off with like drug money, and that he was involved with the mob, uh, and so that leads to a whole series of events, which kind of brings Kusuno to his knees, like kind of switches the playbook where someone calls him, would be like, "We want to make a movie." He's like, "Nope, I don't like the movie. Stop making the movie." And he's like, "Well, we want Daniel Day Lewis to play you," and he's like, "Daniel Day Lewis," and like instantly he folds immediately. He folds immediately, which is very, I guess, in line for Kusuno. It's a real shame, huh? Yeah, but I i mean, I think that's the idea of the show is that once they oh, come yeah. back, that immediately ruins them. I was just kind of surprised. I guess, I don't know why, but I was convinced. I was like, oh, he's actually grown. This is nice. <laughs> and so <laughs> they get him in with Daniel Day-Lewis and fucking Mark Wahlberg. I, that was the craziest thing to me is when they were like Mark Wahlberg and he was still excited. I was like, if you're if you're this like fucking hoity-toity actor craft guy why mark come on mark, mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. but he was using um spencer pd or whatever that movie was spencer yeah. spencer confidential or whatever yeah good movie a movie i didn't watch it was a good movie i liked it a movie no one watched but you someone else must have watched it get out of here gotta be Please. he's in the departed but that movie's good in spite of him not because of him that's true i mean there's because they use him the perfect amount oh yeah because he's overshadowed by literal jack nicholson <laughs> And everyone else in that movie. Leo and Matt Damon. And Damon. He's just the, Martin he's like Sheen. A, yeah, he's just like a he's like Hal Baldwin. Fifth tier in that movie. Yeah. And he just gets to be an angry Bostonian, which is all you need out it's of it. That's all he's ever done in every well, that's what he that's what he is. That's that's the man he is. Yeah. Except when he's Ted when he's a little bit buffoonish. Anyway. So they rope him in. Yeah, they rope him into this. Um and they catch him and they're like, Oh, we've got you. Actually, it's drug money and you probably killed Janice, which we know it doesn't what happened, but you know, he, it's kind of his word against theirs, and they have kind of Barry admitting it. So, it, uh, and the, the reason he sees them, like he believes Barry, is because it's written in the notebook because Kusno performed it for the Vanity Fair artist. So, it, I mean, just goes to show that Kusno fucked himself. If he hadn't said anything, none of this would have happened. So, uh, just in episode seven, uh, yeah, Barry, gets out of prison. Is, what happens, to Barry? He gets out and then he's just like stumbling around. Well, he gets like he's like kind of like a wound. He's like asleep. He's kind of. I don't think he's in this episode very much. He's he definitely not. No, he like wakes up and gets into the kitchen, but he cuts himself or something. Yeah, on his hand, he's like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, that's Kuzno. Sally and John. Sally drags John to L.A., which is insane because yeah. it went so crazy there that she just like runs away with him. Um, Fuchs and Hank, me Hank are still beefing because she he sends the guys to kill them like he threatened, but Fuchs, is Fuchs guys just beat them, <laughs> put their heads into bags. They're just so hardcore, which is not where I thought I saw that going necessarily, but. Yeah. I guess it works for the story they need to tell here. So, And uh, there's a fun scene where the girl he picked up and her daughter are sitting there. He's like, you know, I know you saw some crazy things, and I'm sorry you saw those. You know, maybe we can have a system where things that happen will take you in another room or take you out. 
know, the scene is, we'll clean up the blood. That was pretty funny. Um, like they what, what does he say at one point? He's like, I'm a killer. I gotta do it. I'm crazy. I think so. He's like, I used to, like, when I was inside, I, they beat me up and I realized how weak I was, but I made myself strong. And then the daughter's just like, oh, oh yes, you've, you've explained this multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good delivery. Oh, yeah. Very funny. I think Fuchs is actually hardcore. He's like, he's not like, yeah, he really is putting I on guess. like a facade. To no, he's crazy. He's like actually Same. like hardened because he's was beaten an inch of his life yeah, every yeah. day for eight years, maybe. Yeah, they really are just hardcore. They made him. The, they actually made him the Raven. The Raven thing actually played. Yeah, that's off. fun. I like that whole spin on this whole thing. Is that the Raven thing like came true? Yeah, um, he, he like became. He became the Raven, so now that they can like they can like point to retroactively him. fit fit him in, like they said. Which at the time was absurd, but now it's, like, plausible. Mm -hmm. So then Hank is like, all right, we're going to shoot a rocket. And they just all fuck it up. And the guys just come fucking get get him. So then Hank's like, all right, we're just going to go along with it. Which still seems weird to me. Because I I feel like Hank should have more than enough resources. Like, surely he has more going for him, but whatever. Fine. Yeah. Short notice. Like, we're going to get Barry. Um, And they're like, they think that, they mistakenly think Kusano knows where he is. Mm -hmm. But it ends up leading them to... They just get Sally and John. The John because they show up to Kusno's house. He calls Kusno. She's like, Sally, what the fuck? I've heard from you in eight years. Are you dead? He's like, no, I'm at your house. Can you come let me in? And obviously he's not there. So they get them. And then that lures Barry out because Barry wakes up and Hank's calling him. He's like, I got your kid, fucker, and your wife. Come get him. He's like, I'm going to get you. And I think that's all of episode seven. Well, they get him. Yeah. And we're having a big culmination. Yeah, a big, big showdown. So then we all meet up. Barry's like, I gotta come fight him. He goes, guns. What do you think of this scene? Lot of, lots been said about this gun store scene thing. Um, I thought it was, I, 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 I did notice. I was like, I feel like it's California, it's L.A. See, that that seems super easy for L.A. It seems like it would be like yeah. a joke in Texas because Texas could. Sure, I, I, I agree with that assessment. I thought because I had the same thought. A lot of people are like, look, this is such biting, you know satire commentary on the state of gun and i get that like it's it's a show and you know he's trying to push a message and that's his prerogative but yeah i do think that enough it's one of those things where enough people are going to see that and unironically just like think that that's exactly yeah, how america like, works look, oh man you, you fucking americans am i right but it's like no come on it's not actually like, you can't go into a gun store or a fucking walmart because that's the thing too is it's like look it's a Department store. Department store even because he walks you know from there to the kids aisle and it's like ha and i get all that i do i do you can't right. angrily walk in and demand weapons. But yeah, you can't angrily walk in, buy three guns, load them up in the store, strap them to your... Do you realize how insane that... Like, that doesn't... That's None of that works. No. Each of those are separate transactions that you need to do proper they need background, background check. checks for. Barry should not be able to do a background check because he's, he's a, a fugitive. Wanna, and they'd go, we're not selling... We're going to call the they police. They would immediately go, ah, your background check didn't pass on account of you being a fugitive. Uh, if, if he even has a driver's license. Like, what? How do you do it? Again, it's like... It's, it's like a comical... Just a, yes. It's just a, a comical scene. Ignorant understanding of how, again, whatever. Yeah. If you have problems with the way guns are in this country, that's fair. But this is not it's reflective not, of the actual problems. This yeah. is a, That's more of a, a cartoon caricature yeah, of this it. This is a caricature of it. Which distracts from the... California has mandatory 10-day waiting periods. So if you yeah. buy a gun, you have to wait 10 days to come yeah. back and get it. California. You can't buy those guns in California. The classically, in LA, a very liberal city in a very liberal state. You should have done this. In, if in, again, if it was in Texas... I'd it's be, got I'd a little listen, more. I'd be like, you're right. 
Because Texas, you can do half the shit I just described. You can buy guns and walk out the door with them and all that crazy stuff. Yeah, and you could you can even have it be like he doesn't buy it from a store, buys it from some weird back. That's what I was gonna back say. alley salesman. I feel like that's and again that doesn't work with what they were trying to do with it. Of like, look again, it is so absurd because it is this department store or whatever. But yeah, it should have been a scene where he's got like a, a there's like a dude with a trunk. Because hmm. yeah. also, where's Barry even getting money? How much money does he have? I might just steal it. He walked out of there with like five grand of guns. <laughs> yeah. I I did like this. I did, that was funny when he's just getting awkwardly getting into the car because it doesn't take him off. Yeah, that's so funny. That is good. Yeah, I, which is and I kind of forgot because then when he gets out of the he's, car at the end, oh, he's and on. I was like, he still just ha- he drove all the way over here with all those. Oh, un- so, so uncomfortable. Uncom- so uncomfortable. So he gets there. Uh, he's like, all right, Lord, I'm gonna die tonight. I'm gonna go fight Hank and maybe Fuchs, and or I'm just gonna fight Hank and his army and try to save my wife and child, and it's gonna be great. Uh. What he doesn't know inside, cut inside, is that Fuchs and I just no. I want to talk about that. Real quick. Okay, yeah, crazy, right? Oh, crazy, crazy! <laughs> I, He's I really insane. I love the religious commentary that they've really kind of snuck in. He really got it past the uh, what do you call? It? I don't know what I'm going for, but no, I just mean like last minute. The show has like really pushes up. You know, oh yeah, the last half of the last season. There's just been a lot of this like religious stuff going on, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. But I do think it fits with Barry's character inherently. And yeah, this moment where he's like, "All right, God, I uh, I'm gonna go kill these people, and that's good. And so you're gonna let me into heaven, right? Like he's just, it just kind of goes to it's it's that classic thing of like people just kind of Use interpreting religion. it the way they want to yeah. help yeah. them, make let them sleep at night, make the decisions that they've already made because that's insane, right? Yeah, to be like, well, God, I'm gonna do this, which is good, and then I'll go to heaven because I'm gonna kill all these people in a good way, and so then I'll die and I'll get to go to heaven forever and be forgiven, and it's like because you've decided. You, that killing all these people is your is your penance for killing people. For killing all those other people. The thing you like to do. Hmm. And the only solution you find with any situation. Mm-hmm. It's not really not really computing there, Chief. Matt's not mathing on that one. Especially because if he's like, I'm gonna die tonight, well, you know what you could do is you could just go in and let them kill you like they want, and then they'll let your family go. Yeah. Because they don't they really don't have a reason. I mean, maybe they would. I, I guess there's no way to know, but yeah, that'd be a true penitent thing. Be like, well, I'll give them what they want and to, to sacrifice myself. But not, this... I'm gonna go buy enough guns to kill them all. But yeah, because in his mind, he he knows at some point that there's a chance I'll live, and then I'll be like, well, God, let me live, which literally what he does. Uh, but yeah, inside Sally and John have a moment, right? Yeah, where so he's like, I but bad mom and a shit mom, and, and your like, father's a murderer, <laughs> and she and he's like, oh, now you're fine. So I guess they patch it up. For no good reason, really, but that's okay. Yeah. Because he's been pretty... Yeah, there's, the relationship's been pretty strained from what we've seen. Mm. And, and to say that they don't have much of one, it seems, but I guess they figure it out. And then we have the meetup, and Fuchs is like, actually, just give me just give me the sun, because clearly Fuchs is also reverting in this moment, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So he's falling back to his weird thing with Barry. Uh, he's like, I want this kid. I want to mold him. <laughs> he's going to be my little son. <laughs> I'm going to make him... I'm going to take something from Barry, and I'm going to make... He will never leave me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and then speaks his big speech about like, you know, I was a coward. I thought I thought I was this great man who manipulated like other powerful people, make myself powerful. But no, I was wrong. Like I had to like break, break myself down and build myself back up. He's like, you got to admit that you killed Cristobal. Like it's your fault, and you have to say it, or we walk. Like we're not going to help you kill Barry. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. Can't do it. Here's my thing. Is it crazy? Am I crazy here? But like, he didn't kill Cristobal. Like strictly. Yeah, am I being pedantic? I think I I I, under, I also had that thought. I was like, well, he didn't actually. He didn't do it, but it 
he didn't really want it to happen. I mean, he was not like he wasn't on board with it. It was it was kind of out of his hands entirely, and mm. it, you could argue, right? Yeah, but I, th- I think maybe that like what was he? He really was he was powerless to stop it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But again, maybe that's being pedantic. But I guess like he didn't have to bow to, bend to the Chechens and let him get killed. Yeah, or something I guess like I that. don't know. Maybe there was some compromise there. there. So he can't also, I guess for in, for his purposes, though, right? I mean, he would feel guilty for it regardless, so mm-hmm. it still works. Uh, and then Fuchsia shoot, shoots him in the chest, and they all have a big gunfight. Well, he gets him to admit it, and Chris yeah. breaks down, but then Chris Ball's like, you know what, fuck you. Hank. And he's just like, that's what I meant, yeah, sorry. Hank, he gets him to admit it, but then Hank all breaks down, and is like, yeah, actually, you know what, deal's off, fuck you. And then you get your classic, one of them shoots in the hole. Yeah. Everyone shoots each other. But in Barry fashion, it's a locked camera, and they all just kind of fall. And they're like, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Devin? And then one guy's trying to shake the other one awake, and the one guy has his guts is every, are everywhere. Pretty gruesome. And Fuchs lives. Hank's he, buddy does he just chucks a grenade and takes out yeah. the last four. That was <laughs> yeah, pretty good. that was good. It was, a good it, was, it was a good bit of action. Oh, yeah. I um I got to say, like they they actually convinced me that it was going to be a scene of like Barry just going crazy. Um. Which is, I guess, how a different show might have gone. Mm-hmm. And I think they definitely they addressed this later on. Um, so, I, I yeah, I liked that it was subverted. And just, like, Barry didn't play a role in this at all. No. It, it happened completely independent of him. Yeah, so Fuchs grabs him, his son, to try to get him you know, to lure Barry out. So Barry runs out, does his little prayer, like we said, and goes out. But then he sees John and Fuchs, and he lets him go. And he runs over they to just Barry. They reunited. And then they, Fuchs and Barry have a moment, like, Barry realizes it's Fuchs and... Just kind of walks away. He gives him up, which and he guess he's back to being like I don't hate Barry. Yeah, what he's saying? <laughs> he did it. Well, you know, he I guess he moved on. I guess so. Finally, could just let go because then he. I mean, then they both get to live. Nobody has to d- die anymore. Which I guess is the idea is that you know, let good enough be good enough. So Hank dies, and uh, he's like holding Crystal Ball's hand, his golden hand, the the statue's hand. He's dead. Poor Hank. Poor Hank. That is, he lived. So we're in a motel, right? We're hanging out, and um, <laughs> probably been one bed. Sally's like, "All right, maybe you uh, turn yourself in then, so that they don't uh, send Kusin to prison. Kusin to prison. Like, I think you know, we we took care of the rest of this, but so maybe that's the thing you got to do for like that's actual penance. Like, that would actually be like a thing of like you falling on your sword kind of thing, like take, a, a genuine responsibility. Yeah, a genuine moment of taking responsibility and facing consequences for your action. And he's like. Actually, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think God let me live. I prayed and I said I was going to die, and He didn't let me die. I think you're tired. We should, you know what? You're tired. And we'll talk about this in the morning. Again, it's just the, I mean, it's a classic thing, right? You just can't take Instead responsibility. Instead of listening to what it said, which is yeah, like you should probably take responsibility for your actions. And you know, I would think the Bible is not cool and letting people die for you in your place for no good reason. But Barry's just like, well, I don't want to die, so I'm going to actually, actually, I think God doesn't want me to die either. I think I'm a mortal God. <laughs> I'm not going to die, but go to prison or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's, it's fucking crazy. So naturally, she leaves. <laughs> well, it, they leave she, him. She mentions that she went to Kusno's house, and when she leaves, he goes there first. And Kusno is l- looking at like all these articles about how like everyone hates him. He's a murderer, and his son even made like an op-ed about him. Like, yeah, my dad shot me because I knew about the drug money, which it's kind of shit. Like, man, it's not even true. It's not strictly true, but I. It's hard. It's not hard to imagine why his son is uh against him. Pretty done with him at this. Point. I mean. Yeah. He started they, out. They never, like, they barely ever had a decent relationship, right? They, right. Up, there was like a fragment of time in season three where they were like in good spirits. Spirit. But other than that, it's not. It's pretty much been bad always. So yeah. he, he wasn't much in his life until Chechen. second season there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
till the possible touching drug money. Yeah, and then, so it's not hard to understand why uh, he just wouldn't have any patience for his dad. Yeah. And then his agent is like, I'm just going to step out. And really, he's just trying to leave with his yeah, suitcase. He's trying to leave. And Kuso seems to be contemplating suicide, right? He's got the gun. Then that's when Barry shows up, and he's acting all manic as well. It's like, where's my family? Give my family. There's nobody. And he's like, bro, there's nobody here. There really isn't anyone here. Hey, he's, maybe we should just call the, maybe you just turn it in and make it all go away. And then Barry actually has like a. He talks him down from the ledge. And he's he's like, you know what? You're right. Call the police. I think he says to call the police. Yeah, he right? does. Yeah, but yeah. I will say, I don't think it's genuine, right? Oh, you don't think so? No, he's just out of options. Oh, see, I. He's I, got nothing. No, I don't think so. Dude. Uh, really? I think he's got literally nothing. There is nothing. He doesn't have any other choices. Like, there's nothing open to him, right? No. Oh. His family's in the wind. Like, I guess you could find them, but largely, I think it's when ev- everything else has been closed off to him. He's like, I guess I'll do the right thing. Oh, see, I I thought it was I thought it was him actually because of what happens next. I was thinking that it actually was him like being fine because I think like, I think he was gonna go through with it, but I don't think it was. Oh, I, again, I I mean, I just feel like if he was gonna do it, he would have done it earlier, right? I guess that's true. All he's ever done is run from his, you know, the consequences of mm-hmm. his actions. So. Yeah, here when he was backed in the corner and he literally had no... I mean, there was no other way for that to go, right? There was no choice. Like, what else was he going to do in that moment? That's where, that's how I read it. It was just like, well, he literally has nothing. So I guess now he'll reverse engineer and be like, ah, yes, now I'm doing the good Christian thing and I'll hmm. and I'll take responsibility and that'll be good. This is what God wants me to do or whatever. Oh, I, I saw it differently. I thought it was actually him, like, taking responsibility. Being too be- chaired a little barrier. I, I guess I was. Well, I, uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. But because I, I thought, like... Because he thought his he, he they abandoned him for Kusano. He's like, well, they're here, Kusano. Like, but then he's like, they're not here. It's like, okay. Well, I guess I'll okay. Well, I guess I'll just go to the prison then because they they didn't actually run a Kusano. They just left me because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I'll actually own up. And then he gets shot in the arm because Kusano shoots him. And then we get Tara goes, oh wow. And then he Kusano kills him, shoots him in the head, which I didn't expect. I didn't think he was gonna die. Well, I, I kind of thought he was because it's. I mean, we've been talking about it all season, right? Yeah, but I th- it seemed we, inevitable to a to a certain degree. degree or another. So that's why I thought that they killed him immediately after that, because then he's like he had he in his mind he's trying to do better, and then he's killed, so he can't actually maybe. Do it. But I mean, that's kind of like I, I, I. But I guess the point is that it's how many times has that happened already, though? Right? I guess that's true. Barry's like, I'm gonna be good now because it's like he has no other options, right? Mm-hmm. That's happened like four different times throughout like every season basically there's a moment where he's like, "No, now I'm good." And then of course when push comes to shove and he needs to the starting It's now convenient. Thing. Yeah, it's convenient for him. Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe that was the one real time where he was he really was for, you know, mm-hmm. truly going to do better, but then they shoot him. I think it's just as likely that Again, in that moment, he had no choice, and he was like, "I guess this is what I'll do, and I'll probably break out again or something." Like, yeah, he's pretty competent. Like, yeah, the assassin. I did really right well, after like Kusno shoot. It cuts to black when he's shot in the head because he goes, "Oh, it was another moment of like kind of black comedy." He was shot in the arm, and Kusno shot. He goes, he goes, "Oh wow!" And then he gets blasted. And I really like the shot of Kusno on the couch, and it pans out and Barry's like slumped in a chair. That looked good. And uh, then we cut to black, and there's just a big time skip. Um, yeah, not that big. I guess it depends on handful old. of years. That kid wasn't that. Well, I guess he was eight at the at most, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's been a good seven, seven so years, eight years, seven whatever years. And it cuts to like the ending of a high school play, which Sally has directed. Cause she's the drama teacher. Do you think they're back in? Did it say where? They, did we get any sense of? Well, somewhere where it snows. Do you think maybe they're just back in like Missouri? Are they in Missouri? Does it snow in Missouri that often? Like, like it that? definitely snows in Missouri. I, guess I don't know wherever. They're somewhere not L.A. I would say. Yeah, right? it's some high school. 
She's when, a drama teacher. She's just she's just herself again. Yeah. So Cause they're clearly because Barry's been well, as yeah, as it turns out, but we we don't necessarily get that. But yeah, she's a drama teacher and seemingly doing an actual good job. Yeah, which is cool. She's not like crazy anymore and mm-hmm. doing weird Kusno acting. And she seems genuinely content to just be a drama teacher, which is nice. Like that's yeah. a nice evolution of her character. Okay, and that's a pretty cool thing to do. You know, teach the youth and all. Yeah. And then the new history teacher tries to you know ask her on a date. She's like, no, I'm. A, she I'm just a, says no. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that's about? I think that's she doesn't need that like kind of attention maybe because like I think uh, like a different Sally would like need the attention like the love because that's why she gravitated towards Barry because like uh-huh. he wanted her and all that stuff. So you think it's actually like almost genuinely positive? Yeah. Like growth of like she's okay. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, and then I thought maybe she's like just so traumatized that she's never gonna love again. <laughs> That that could also be it, don't you think? Yeah. I think a little bit. I think it's a little <laughs> bit of calm, a little calm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, because uh, last time she really, the two times she opened her heart, he she got beat yeah. for years, and then her was a murderer. She literally, just may never have a, another relationship like that. For just like no, I just don't. I'm not. Even I, gonna. I think we're all right. You might be a crazy, I don't know, sex pervert or something. <laughs> so I'm just not. You know, no, no, I'm all right. Um, I did like. It. She was very blonde. He's like, do you want to get like coffee? And she just said. No, no. And knows a complete sentence. <laughs> yeah, like there was no like letting him down gently or anything. Hey, count those guys down gently. Got to make those boundaries clear. Um, but then John is like, "Can I stay over at my friend's house?" And she's like, "Sure." Um, sure. Back we see him. When he, that was another moment though, where he's because he was like, "Are you gonna be okay?" Which is kind of a it's a pointed question to ask your mom. I feel like that's got to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. I, I, it must. Yeah. Maybe it's like a. It's like an anniversary thing. Maybe the date. I did, I did wonder about important. that. They don't like say what specific no, date they don't. is. I mean, maybe she's just got trouble being alone generally. Like, I mean, everything they've gone through could, I think, very easily give you some PTSD. Yeah. And there's a there's a shot of her driving with just like the empty flowers. Uh, and then we cut to John to see what he's doing. And he they made the end. It turns out that he's going to watch the movie that they made about his dad, about Barry and Kusino. And we get to see like. It's like a, like a clip show of it through it, mm-hmm. and it obviously is much different than what we see it because yeah. it's all dramatized. It makes Barry the hero. Yeah, so basically, because Kusano killed Barry, the whole narrative was shifted to that. Yeah, Kusano was was the mastermind the whole time. It's not a mur- it's not a movie about how Barry Birkin was this crazy murderer. It's about how he was yeah manipulated by Kusano, this yeah like drug c- crime kingpin character mm-hmm. teaching to try and teach him how to be human again. Yeah. And then just taking advantage of him and all this. Yeah, and we get, and we kind of get like, when they free, there's a scene where he frees the Sally and John, and he actually does do a shootout, like what we thought we would get with Barry. I felt like such an idiot, Jack. Because they did that, and I feel like they were making fun of me. They were. Because <laughs> I was like, ah, he's going to do a, he's going to do a John Wick style hallway thing, he's going to kill all these guys, it's going to be kind of cool, and then they're just like, look at this schlocky, stupid, lie-filled <laughs> movie where he does that, and I was like, oh, no! They got you with the schlock. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah, no. I, I was like, fuck! I, I got that thing, too. I was like, oh, man, I, I, I really did think they were going to do that. I'm an idiot. I get, oh, no. Oh, God. I guess I'm the idiot. Uh, and then at the end, because it's like a, a based on true story thing, it's like, there's a thing where it's like where all the people are. It's like Gene Cousineau is still serving life sentence for the murder of Barry Brickman and Janice Moss. And Barry Brickman was buried with full honors in Arlington, which is Insane, wild because right? he's a murderer. And, and it ends with his son being like, ah, I'm proud of my dad. Basically, that's the vibe. You get, yeah. Right? I'm proud of my dad for being a hero. 
fucking wild, huh? Yeah, wild ending. How do you think of that? I mean, he dies, but this is the best ending I could possibly have imagined for yeah. his character, right? Oh, yeah, because he doesn't have... Because he's a lot just of ways, remembered. He wins. <laughs> like, he, he won, absolutely. He got everything he wanted. That's he, crazy, right? He got the time that he wanted with his uh, family, with Sally, and he, he can't... He's not alive to, like, ruin his own memory. Yeah, to suffer any of the... I mean, he died, right? Which is maybe the worst thing, but... He also didn't have to suffer any of his consequences in life. And yeah, even in death, he's remembered more fondly than he deserves. Yeah. Wild, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this worked for me as a season finale. Or series finale, I gotta say. Uh, I'm glad you you got me onto it, Jack. I gotta say. It it paid off in the end, at least. Let's go. I don't think it was stellar all the way through, necessarily. I thought it was pretty great. It was pretty good. Pretty great. Strong, Jack. No, it was good. (laughs) But um, I really like this. I don't know. I was trying to think. So, like, what do we think the general, the whole... What's this whole show trying to tell us, Jack? Themes-wise. Uh, I think one of the things is that uh, if you hurt people, they'll hurt you. That's probably a big theme because every time someone gets back, and like it just they just kind of spiral with, everyone spirals with each mm-hmm. other because if- There's some revenge cycles. Going yeah, on. the revenge cycle because, and, and so like everybody's getting out revenge and they all have to use Barry. Um, definitely taking responsibility. It feels like- Part of the thing it's pushing is almost that like people never change. <laughs> that's true. That's it's just not a super old habits die hard kind of thing. Yeah, not a not necessarily a positive kind of message. Yeah, because in the in the eight year time skip, everybody kind when everybody whenever when they're not near each other, when everybody's separated, they all move on with their lives. But once they all are brought back together, it everyone's back to square one. Right? Brings out the worst in everyone. Reverse. Yeah, like um, like immediately. It's crazy. Yeah, which is again not a super charitable depiction no. of humanity. But <laughs> no, not I, at all. Probably not inaccurate, right? No, not at all. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what to take from the idea that like Barry wins. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of said about how like Barry is this complicated character, and he's not, I guess, inherently evil in the way that no real life people are. Mm-hmm. Fuck, he's pretty bad, man. Yeah, he's, he's pretty hard to root for. He allows himself to do horrible things because he like detached himself. So I don't know. I, I I don't feel too much. You know. I don't feel like farmer or anything. Yeah, I just feel simply for like his ch- his son. Yeah, that's the big. He's a big loser in all this. Although I guess it, I don't know. He seems to be doing okay. And yeah, he gets to have this fond memory of his dad again, far better than he deserves. So I, I guess he makes out all right. I wonder how he. I wonder if there's a thing. I obviously I don't think they would. Maybe in a longer. I've said it a couple times about Barry. Like if the episodes were a little bit longer, they might have delved into this. But like how he reconciles the part where his mom told him that his father was a murderer and they lied to them with everything else like because there's the years where he thinks his dad's cool and awesome and then that little time where he was kidnapped and his dad was a murderer his mom told him that and then there's all this time where his dad is gone yeah, he would just think that his mom was wrong or lying or That's whatever true. the case yeah, is, or right? like trauma or like traumatized or maybe he'd get over maybe he's at a point where he's beyond that because he seems I mean, his mom him and sally seem chill now. yeah yeah because like well his friend says like yeah you deserve to know the truth <laughs> and then plays that movie right so maybe yeah. he would just think like oh i guess this is the reality I, she was just wrong or whatever, mistaken. Or maybe he would just, like, those things kind of, those things are um, compatible, right? Mm-hmm. He was a murderer, but it was all because he was manipulated. Yeah, which is technically true from a certain point of view. Maybe. some Sometimes. <laughs> some, some of it. Some of it. Not all of it. Not when he's going to kill Kusano. No. Very, ultimately, relatively few of, of the actual murders that we see in the show end up being because of that. Yeah. And like th- the big ones, like Moss was when he just killed because he didn't want to face the consequences of yeah. his actions. Maybe it's also a message like obsession, because all the char- once they, once a character f- obsesses over something, they like lose everything. Because Barry's obsessed with getting Sally and being an actor. Kusuno wants fame. Uh, what else? Fuchs wants Barry. 
Hank wants like power as well. So they all want something, but they want it too much, and they can't see past it, and then everything crumples around them, and they all die. But Fuchs makes it out all right. I guess because he gives it up. Yeah, he gives up his desire, and all his. I mean, all his gang is dead, so I guess he's. Got I don't that, know what he's got going for him. Got that girl. Sure. Got his girl back home. And he's got the house because Hank's dead. Yeah, I guess. He and Hank's empire. It'll probably inherit somehow. Hank's empire. Maybe. Just work with the Chechens mm-hmm. still as the Raven. But yeah, overall, it definitely did a pretty good job of like. The, yeah, they are complicated, and again, everyone in the show is something I've said the whole time, right? Everyone kind of sucks, but also like that's life, I guess. None of them are again completely irredeemable, I suppose. They're hard to root for sometimes. Yeah. So I guess that's just an accurate kind of depiction of fucking humanity sometimes, man. It's all about humans, man. It's tough, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How much it, though? Good show all around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They, they, I would say they stuck the landing as well. Because oh. finales are always a hard thing. I think this was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 glad he's, I'm glad he died. Yeah. yeah I was hoping for him to die. He had to die. He kind of had to. I just feel like narratively. He, he was the anti-hero. He, I mean, anti-hero ones, they have to die. I don't even know if he's an anti-hero, Jack. He's just a bad guy. He might just be the villain. Yeah, he might the be. Mo- I mean, what, who's who's worse than him in this show, ultimately? Who yeah. causes more of the... <laughs> That's true. You know? Maybe that one crazy marine guy himself killed. He was kind of nuts. He, he was pretty nuts. He dies he, pretty quickly, He's though. pretty low state. Yeah, he just kind of got himself killed. It's probably better, yeah, because he actually got cause he got him into that mess. And it's true. <laughs> that's that's also true. Uh, anything else to say about Barry? Would you wrap it up? No, yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it'll ring pretty highly towards the end of the year. All right. Yeah, yeah, really good show. So we can act tag out of that into series season finale of Dave, episodes 9 and 10, titled Something and Something. Really titled? Kill me. I never know. You know this. You never write them down or anything? No, I don't usually. So you're you're an enabler. I would write them down. I feel like I was writing down Westworlds, and that was the last time. No, because those were nonsense. <laughs> never no wonder they can't. They're like, she was like, time making them so confusing. So sad. It makes me sad. Every so often I just think about it and I think, oh, they're never going to fucking finish Westworld. It was. It really was a good show. God damn it. Uh, God I, damn you, Discovery. I have no comments on the quality of good. Westworld. Good. And keep, keep it that way. How about huh? <sighs> I will, and I will. In fucking Discovery. Uh, so it's Dream Girl and Looking for Love. Both with Rachel McAdams as the thumbnail. Yes. Got yes, her money's indeed. worth on her. <laughs> indeed. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, episode 9 opens with a... Well, they both do, actually, as it turns out. Yeah. Doing a little song called Mr. McAdams about how um he's in love with Rachel McAdams. He's in love with Rachel McAdams. He wants to be he wants to be her her Mr. McAdams, um, which is good. I think this is a banger, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, this is a song. I think it works pretty well. Um, oh, actually, the first one starts making a sex doll. Oh, you're right. I skipped way too far ahead. Which is fine. You skipped the weird part that it I starts with know. footage from uh the the tour, and then it's a, yeah this whole process about how he had this sex doll f- created and delivered. And Robin is weirdly okay with it. Yeah, weird, way more okay than I think anyone would be. Honestly, yeah, anyone should be really, frankly. If I knew someone who partner, had a girlfriend yeah. and bought a sex, yeah. I'd be like, "What? What are you doing, buddy? This is partner or not? I think anyone should be weirded out by that, but that's fine. Just on like a human level, but she, she's real sex positive, I guess. Good for her. Good for them. Then he's singing Mr. McAdams, which is I I really do think is a, is a good song. It's very fun. Oh yeah. Um, Gator's talking about being on Nuthouse. And Elsa's like, you fucking idiot. They're exploiting you. And he gets all mad at Elsa. He's like, Elsa, shut up. You're always so negative. Which he is. He spends most of the show just being negative. But also, I think rea- uh, Gator needs a reality check. Oh, yeah. Most of the time, frankly. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say every now and again, but almost I always. Mean, in the finale, we see that he kind of doesn't pick up. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. things get really dire. So then, uh, Robin tells Dave that she's moving to LA. Which is 
you know, uh, in his defense, it is a pretty big, like, reveal, I feel like, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty big jump in their relationship. Um, And he's kind of taken aback by this, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, He has what ends up being a dream about going out to lunch with Rachel McAdams. Yeah, and arm wrestling her and there's a bunch of eggs. a bunch of weird reactions, yeah. Um, Because I guess, because she's, I don't know what the egg thing is. Because she's Robin? Robin egg? Is that it? I don't know. I thought it was just a weird dream thing. Okay. Does you know there's any significance to it? There, maybe there is. But, but Rachel McCann's like, I'll t- hook you up with Drake and everything. And she loves the song and all that. Um, but then, yeah, it turned out it was just a dream. But also something similar seems to have happened Off-screen. between anyways. But that's getting ahead important. of it. Uh, they have some conflict in their relationship because... He dress- she dresses up the sex doll. And he's, he's like way too... Attached to it. <laughs> weird about that. Uh, and we're cut with more of like the footage from the tour where he's all like talking about love and how he's trying to find love and their uh their differing stances on it, right? Yeah, Gage is like, I just want have sex with women all the time, every time. Two women on my arm, it's gonna be great. But this, to be fair, is before we uh, you know, timeline wise, right? This is before he told everyone he had a sex addiction. So, but it's kind of cl- you know, it's obvious in retrospect, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh next is is it the Emma thing with the editing? Yeah. yeah. So he's editing with Emma, the footage, we see him, and he's like, can you just take out some of these frames? Like, I think these frames would be different. She's like, no, you lunatic. That doesn't make any sense. No, what? He's getting very, very particular about it all. Yeah. Which, again, I think there's probably some meta stuff going on here where that maybe he's, I don't know. I I mean, I guess we have no way of knowing, but maybe he's actually like this when making this particular show. show. Yeah, maybe. Uh, And so, excuse me. They're making it, and he's like, take the frames off, and take all the footage of Robin out. I don't want any of that in there, because he's having... He's having well, he's afraid of commitment, isn't he? Yeah, he's afraid of commitment. He wants... What's better? He wants Rachel McAdams. He's <laughs> like, well, I can get this 44-year-old woman. Surely. I was like, Dave, you're delusional. Because she's like, obviously the ending, the culmination of the Looking for Love tour is going to be this this girl you're in a relationship with that you met on the tour, right? Which seems really... Go- seems it writes itself. It writes itself in a lot of ways, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it, as an ending? Um, but he's, and he's been weird about this for several episodes now where he's like, are we dating? What even are we? And it's like, I feel like most people would consider that. It's one of those things where I guess they, they're not communicating well enough with each other. She's, she came to LA to live with you for like two weeks or whatever. How long ever long? She's two months or something. It was, I don't know. It seems like she either, either she's been there for a long time or like she keeps visiting repeatedly. And I mean, we have no way of knowing how like long the time passages is here, but Mm. yeah, I don't know. It seems like, again, maybe they're both. Neither of them are communicating well enough because she also seems to have some expectations going on there, right? That she hasn't properly conveyed to him. But I do think most people would like, from the outside looking at, would think that's kind of they seem to be a couple. Oh, absolutely. Got this random ass guy. It's a bunch of footage. We've got some Emma. There's a screening, and yeah, and then we at some point we realize we're actually in a screening of of the movie, the whole documentary itself, which apparently is just like an incredible film in and of its own right. Yeah. As it turns out, right? Just made very well. Um, and it ends up being, it's pretty critical of, of Dave, as it turns out. Yeah, all his, all his friends are like, he's just so particular and neurotic about all this stuff. Uh, but Mike puts it pretty well at first. It is like, he'll do all this stuff, but then he'll like, he's like, ah, I love you, big cat. You're doing great. And it's like, I made it, he makes it all worth it. Like mm-hmm. He kind of comes around it towards the end. Uh, and you, at the beginning, Dave's like, I don't like you saying all these things. But then, obviously, everybody comes around for him. Yeah, and basically all there's you know there's a little cut of all 
his friends being like, he's so difficult to work with and you know, all this and that. He's he's really honestly a pain. But yeah, then it cuts and they're like, yeah, but honestly, I really do believe in him. and He believes in us. He's trying to make us better. I think he really can do it kind of thing, which is cool. It's a good moment. It's yeah. really the duality of his, his character throughout this whole show, right? Mm. He w- he doesn't just want himself to be the best. He brings everybody else. He kind of rise the rising tide carries all ships kind of thing. Right? But then it it the the movie does end without any mention of Robin, <laughs> which she takes problem with. Um, and it, and it reveals that the editing session was fake. It was all for for the, the footage. for the footage to be like, look how crazy he is. He was even trying to edit this. Look at him, what a maniac. Um, they have a little they have a little confrontation because they he do never pays Emma, which seems like it they. I wish they'd mentioned it more in the season that she wasn't being paid or wasn't asked for. Cause, Dude, that's crazy. Because they reference they it weren't paying her in at all. This episode only. What's that about? She wasn't. Like, was he not paying? Lady? Was he paying any of them? Who was getting paid? I feel like they should have been getting. Da- paid. I mean, I sure Mike was giving money to somebody. Definitely right. Because Mike's like, well, I got my money. They were lending money to Els, surely. That's that is the thing. I didn't think of that. But there's that part where he's like, Mike has to pay for him to get that haircut. Were they not paying him anything to be with them? I guess n- neither of them. I, they were just you know coming along for free which i guess is something of itself ride. but yeah. not quite the same is it maybe they weren't getting enough money because that job. label was gonna drop them yeah Isn't also she she had a real job so why, why was she able to go on tour with him if it wasn't a paid thing for her but i guess she's just committed to the thing i mean she surely for the music video they made right she yeah. should have got something for that i as a director you would think she would have gotten a hefty s- chunk i don't know but so he's like all right we still need to change some things so i didn't love it and she was like, all right, no, at this point, you're done, man. Like, this Smile. is my thing. We've had enough. And he's like, well, I'm going to... And he tries to pull rank on her. She's just like, nah, this is me. This is my thing. You're, you're done. <laughs> um, so they had a little bit of a falling out there. A24 is like, we're going we're, we're gonna to pick this thing up. Yeah. It seemed like, again, a bit... Wish there was more about the season to lead to this. Because it felt yeah. like... Okay, and then it's... Because the, they resolve it. <laughs> it, just gets- it does get resolved kind of in betwixt. Again, off screen. But, I mean, you could definitely argue that one of the season's weaker points is the rest of the cast, I think. Yes, for Everyone sure. who isn't Dave. They'll um, kind of just get maybe an episode do something, but yeah, especially Els and Mike, they kind of get nothing to do. I think so. They get way less than in previous seasons where a lot of the times we had, like, one-off episodes to- dedicated to each person, but mm-hmm. that's, that's fine. Um, so then we have, the big, we have a big fight here, big falling out yeah, at they, the end, which is, they, I think, really well done. Mm-hmm. I thought the dialogue and, and the conversation, this was all, like, point. They're both showing up. Chloe Bennett's great at acting. She should be in more yeah. things, I think. Maybe uh, more Marvel stuff, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say, is she, she going to be in anything Marvel again? I feel uh, like they've been I, saying it I've forever. I've been seeing some rumors, but you always yeah. see rumors. Ever since she, you know, ever since the S.H.I.E.L.D. has been done, basically, they're like, well, she's going to come back eventually. They got her in the back pocket. They got her, I mean. Who turns on Marvel money? They, they can do that thing where they put a thing in the thing where people recognize them from go, a different thing and they go, well, she was in the other thing, which makes her better than anyone else they could have got for this role. Yeah. You Duh. It. You get it? She's already unconscious. We've already seen her. She's got to be better, right? She tests so well. Um, But yeah, they, basically she's she she really kind of takes it down. She dissects this whole thing, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think this comes up earlier in the season too. I think with his music video episode, with his past fling of just like, you want everybody else to be perfect. But you you point out all your flaws, but no one else can have any flaws. So you like really got to work on yourself there, man. Like you you can't just chase all the cars. He's just he's just a dog chasing cars. And once he catches them, he moves in the next car. Because what are you gonna do with a not moving car? Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do once he catches them. I uh, said reality like, she, like his grandiose ideas make the life he's living seem 
bad, and he's not actually thinking about how that makes other people feel because they're not robots. Even though he's got clearly a crazy good life, right? Like an yeah. insane thing going on for himself. He has a, a really nice house. Mm-hmm. He's money and stuff. And he's just got this, yeah, his whole thing is just so noncommittal and his whole like. So he's trying to climb higher. Yeah. No and one, he can't, he's just, he seems really bad at like saying his feelings basically to yeah. anyone around him. Or expressing joy or sadness. He's got that whole thing where he's like, I, I don't know, I, I thought we were trending up, and she's like, trending upwards. Like, what kind of, what kind of way is that to talk about? You know, yeah, it's his interpersal relationship. It's, very, it's, it's his very detached way, so he doesn't have to like exp- express how he's really feeling. Mm-hmm. Like his overanalyzation. It's like, well, I have to talk this way so I can have it. Like, if, if this this goes south, I'm like, well, no, I just thought this was happening, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I can use data. It's like, come on, man, they're not robots. Mm-hmm. And he's like, clearly, like. Why did you didn't put me in there? Because you don't want to commit to this. Because yeah, you just got this. You basically think there's some better option out there, maybe. You want to have sex with Rachel McAdams? He's like, what? She's like, what? you made this. I can hear the song. I heard in your the song. Head. I heard you, you do the song ears. about Rachel McAdams. I heard it. All right. <laughs> She's like, it's not even important. He's like, well, what's something made for me? Is that important? He's like, oh fuck. Oh, oh. <laughs> really puts his own foot in his mouth there. Yeah, he does. Of course he does. Dave's um, specialty. And basically, what it culminates in is she's obviously she leaves him. And she's like, which I thought was you know, real good kind of moment where she's like, the thing is, I don't even think it's that you don't love me. I think it's that you do, but you just are unwilling to like accept it because you don't, again, she, you think that there's like something that's more perfect out there perhaps. So yeah. you don't want to commit, which is, yeah, pretty shitty way to live. Mm. Pretty, I mean, it shows he's always so unhappy because he just can't let himself accept for things as they are for at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not even saying that things can't go up, just... And then he calls him out for being hypocritical with Gata because he's just like Gata in a different way. Gata's just more honest about it. Well, because he draws all these parallels between his relationships and his career and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she points out that that's like a weird way to think of that's achievements. People, yeah, it's like a really fun, women, really yeah, sociopathic. Way. Yeah, that's not really the same thing. It's like, and he talked about this. Um, I don't know. I feel like it comes up a lot in his music, or at least once or twice I can think of. Where he's got, he's like, I did this and this, and I got the rap, and now I gotta get like a wife, and it's like, yeah, when you if you think about it too hard, you're like, that is a weird way to think about it, right? Yeah. To like treat people, is that like, yeah, I got you know, I did this and I did that, and I you know, I did all these things, and now I need a girlfriend. It's like maybe, but like that's not, I don't know, not the way to go about that. Yeah, it's to put it in those kind of terms. Very mm. definitive. And so, uh, there it is. She leaves him. Yeah, straight up dips on his ass. We get a credit song, which is also kind of a banger. Oh, he also tries to fuck the sex doll. Oh, that's true. He, that's what happens first. But then sad. Rachel McAdams texts him back, and so he's like, oh. Ooh. Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Rachel, let me be your Mr. McAdams. And this is also a banger. There's two good songs in this. Don't let oh, me yeah. forget about the songs. I'm going to talk about them later. Let's see. I hope it comes on the mic. No, it's fine. You, you, you need to cut all that. All right. Just <laughs> cover You're cutting all that. And then finale. This one's look. It's just called Looking for Love. Long one. It is a long one. It's the longest episode of the show so far, right? Oh, For sure. 48 minutes. It's beefy. I was like almost, sick. Almost an hour long. Almost, yeah, a good 45 minutes. I had Ed, so it took me like an hour to watch it. I bet it did. You peasant. Fucking plebeian. Hey, man. Um, so we open with this scene. There was, this was in like the trailer for this episode where they're laying in bed together and you're like, wait, did they? <laughs> did, did he Dave actually? What is this? Did he get with Rachel McAdams? Did he actually pull that off? But no, it's just a scene for the, the music video. That, that So they are making the music video and she's actually involved. Um, so we're doing that. We get another verse of Rachel McAdams or Mr. McAdams. Really fun. I wish he would do a whole thing. I think someone pointed this out. Um, I was on the Little Dicky subreddit reading about this episode. Someone was like, 
I feel like he's kind of explained to us in the um, in this show why it is that he hasn't done music in years, and it's probably because he is so particular in all this that he doesn't actually like any of this. Yeah, someone's like he's like a TikTok musician, and that he's capable of doing these like you know thirty seconds to a minute long little snippets of a song where you're like that sounds really good, but he can't he can't really deliver. I don't it. know, maybe he can't pull it all together. I don't know what his deal is, but. He's got to figure it out. He's got he's to put out some music, man. I mean, I'm not, I've generally been one of those guys who was like, I really like this show. There's a lot of people who are like, I, who are, you know, determined to dislike the show because. He doesn't put anything out. They, yeah, he's not doing the music stuff. It's not me, but I, I don't, if anything, I just wish that the music that was in the show was real. <laughs> yeah, just all. Because some of these songs are like very catchy. You've already made it. That's what I feel, right? But again, I guess there's something, I don't know. I don't know music, but it must be that it's, it's like, it, kind of, you know, there's like a. What am, I, what am I trying to get? Like orders of magnitude almost. Mm-hmm. Where like you think having a verse, like a minute long verse, you're like that's half a song, right? Is that the same as having half a song? But it's like not. I yeah. bet it's like you know many times harder to take a verse and a hook and a chorus and all the components that make but time all together. The mixing, you get it. Um, so Brad Pitt's in the music video for like a second. He like waves little or cameo because he's like Brad Pitt. He's like, oh wait, don't think about Brad. Pitt. Don't compare me to Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> But he's actually there. It's actually Brad Pitt, and he's fun. I was like, "This is fun. I like this a lot, right?" Yeah. And he's like, "Do you want me to be in more?" And he's like, "Ah, now we don't want to overuse you." <laughs> so he leaves, and I was like, "I can't believe they actually got Brad Pitt to be in this. That's very fun, right?" Love Brad Pitt, Jack. One oh, of my faves. He's one, a my, great, one of my classics. He's a great. Favorites. One of our the great American actors. He really, he really is. He's a national goddamn treasure. I'll hear nothing against him. I won't hear a word against him, Jack. Don't best, even say a word against. Him. The best part of Fight Club. It's the best part of Fight Club. But not for the reason. Not for, he's no, there. not like that though. Not. not no, the, no. That's not what I meant. I know what I meant. I was taking it out of context. He's great in Snatch. But not for the reasons I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Glorious Bastards. I mean. Well, he's great for the reasons you think. Yeah, he kills Nazis in that one. That's pretty great. He's, he's great in Ad Astra. He's I've never seen Ad Astra. I enjoyed it. My yeah. mom did not. He's in, uh, we want to name more Brad Pitt movies? Yeah, sure. One I really like. He's in Killing Mis- Them Softly. That's what I was looking for. I've not seen that one. He's in the- Seven. Murder- one of the best Seven. Great movie. He's in The Murder of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Coward Robert Ford, yeah. He's in- is Mr. It, Mrs. Isn't it the assassination of Jesse James? Uh, you're right. It's Mr. Mrs. Smith is an ass movie. I don't care who knows it. It's not a good film. It's, it's all right. It's, it's a great. free. It's like the worst kind of just like action fucking nonsense. I hate it. I hate it, Jack. I gotta say, I hate it. So there's more Brad Pitt, and then you're like Brad Pitt more. That's fun. And Brad Pitt's like, maybe I'll come to your studio and do some music. <laughs> and he's like, oh sh- sure, sure, Brad Pitt. Uh, he gets a little jealous because he's talking to. Rachel McAdams, because they're both very famous actors. Yeah, they're all they're in level. the same circles, and Dave's not really in that world. So then he meets his PA, who is a callback character from, from, from episode one, who gave him the cement bust of his head that he immediately <laughs> threw, threw in, in the, the dumpster. Which I, that didn't come up again, which I thought it would. So they're like talking. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I made it out to Hollywood, and so I'm a PA. Like I'm doing." It. She's like, "Oh, that's great for you. I'm real glad. I didn't remember your name, but you know, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Good for you." And so he goes back to his trailer. Elsa's all. Being kind of a bummer. She's kind of been a bummer the whole season, truthfully. So Els knows someone who works with Drake, which is a little thread we've been pulling at all season. And um, he's like trying to get him a bit to work with Drake. And then he's like, well, this guy doesn't want to really impose and ask about it. And he's like, well, what do I ask about it? And then they're like, you should DM him. And he's like, I said, hey, hey, man, <laughs> or whatever. And they're all dragging him for that. Mm-hmm. Gage is going crazy on. again. Gage talking about Nuthouse. It's like, like give me an NBA a ball a NBA player deal, man. I'm getting a million up front and all this stuff. And he's like, Mike, you you're okay with this? And he's like, I don't care. He's a grown man. He immediately breaks his NDA to tell him all about it. Yeah, <laughs> the, they're they're gonna focus the whole show around him and everything. It's crazy. And even Dave's like, I think they're milking you the wrong way, Gita. Like they're kind of manipulating you. And he's like, 
well, come on, man. No one, no one can look out for me. And they're like, well, we are. They're looking out for him because they're like, maybe this isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. But again, what? He'll lose if he ramps up too much or whatever. Uh, we see he's working. We also get another verse of the uh, song he wrote for Robin a couple weeks ago. I met a girl or whatever. Um, but now it's got the breakup component to it. <laughs> yeah. Just classic, classic Dave writing a song about a breakup. Then this chick, what's her name? Is it Becca? Bella. Bella. She was up. She's like, you left your hard drive, which is important because it has the raw footage of the documentary, which includes them talking about the faking the, faking death. the death thing. Also, how can she hear so clearly through the glass of the diner? Don't worry about it. Too clear. Wait, oh, I agree. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like that type of thing where like he walked off with the mic or something. Yeah. Like from the sunny thing, you know? Yes. <laughs> which is a play on, which, which, what is that a play on? Making a murderer? Is it, is it, is that actually happening in Making a Murderer? I don't know if I actually have Making a I've not seen Making a Murderer, but I, I think it's either. supposed to be a play of it. But yeah. That idea like, he walks out of camera shop and forgets he's, it's like they're wearing mics or something, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then she's like, can I come in? And he's I like, sure. Bathroom. And he gets all worried because he's seen that she's put something on the hard drive. So he's like, did you see something on the hard drive? Then Brad Pitt shows up at the same time. But she, she, well, first she won't leave. Well, yeah, she's being weird. She's like being like, we're the same. And she kind of, I thought this was a good moment because Dave kind of gets a taste of his own medicine. Well, I think that's the idea. Yeah. Because yeah. this person is, she's just as like, as you could say delusional as Dave was when he first started. And Not, yeah, he's, he's like, please leave my house. Very intentional. She's like, well, no, I don't want to. I won't. And he's like, what do you mean? Get out of my house. Which, don't know why I just didn't just call the post. I guess it was because of the thing she might have yeah. had. Um, and so Brad Pitt shows up to record. And he's like, you got to leave right now. Brad Pitt's here. She's like, no, no, the universe brought me here because Brad Pitt's here now. And he's like, oh, this lady was just leaving. He's like, no, no, let her stay. It's great. And then she goes to the bathroom to find things that Brad Pitt is interested in. Which, why would Google tell you that? She, It was right, though. Yes. It was ceramic. She probably a bunch of plaster on. Hey, is that even the same thing, though? Plaster and ceramics? Well, I think it's just crazy. Oh, well, yeah. No, but the fact that Brad Pitt was like into it. But then I guess at that, whatever. So, yeah, Brad Pitt shows up. He's been at Morgan, which this is really when I started taking that surprise. They, yeah, how, how heavily they were utilizing Brad Pitt. He must have just been yeah, a slow week for him. This is crazy, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I loved it, but I loved it so much. Me too. I was a big fan of Brad Pitt being in it. So, they're talking about him. They're like, and Brad's like, oh, I think this, I know what this is. You know, veteran of the game. He's like, I think you got a stalker. And she overhears this and, and well, she loses it. She has a gun that she pulls out <laughs> and threatens them with. And threatens them with. So and then she, she's, she's, she's just psychotic. Immediately as it turns snaps out. back. Yeah. It's like, um, let's forget about that. Yeah, she's just absolutely psychotic, as it turns out. Uh, it's going crazy. So then they're doing like a, I don't know, like a misery. <laughs> it's like a, we're all going to have a good time. We're going to hang out. We're just chilling. Um, I will say, I didn't, like I said, I did enjoy this. I thought this was fun. But in general, I thought the premise of this whole thing is a bit flimsy in the sense that I just felt like there was a number of opportunities where they could have... Uh, overpowered her they're taking yeah escaped yeah well just in just even to the sense that they're like two you know grown men but very tall yeah I don't know. Her. she's like a tiny little woman i guess she's got a gun but there's a no there were so many instances where she was like preoccupied where if they just like pushed her <laughs> yeah really like, shoved her over just like did a big tackle on her and then ran out they would have been fine mm. so they're in the clear the point where she's like she's like <laughs> takes a big hit of the Whatever they got. And, and then, it's coughing. And she's coughing extremely. And then they're like, they're just like mouth talking to each other. I'm like, either one of you could have just like grabbed her by Punched now. Punched her in the head or just knocked yeah, her Yeah, anything. But whatever. Or when like he's handing the knife to him in the shower. Brad Pitt could have just ran away and got yeah. help. Yeah, Brad Pitt could have got her gun, surely, right? Mm-hmm. She was very, pre- I mean, unless it was on her person, but I don't know. Smack her. 
he could have like leaped over that wall and like crushed her. Yeah, just <laughs> dropped her. I mean, at, that, at, at some point, you just gotta like go for it, right? But whatever. Dave could have kneed her in the head the whole yeah, time. I don't know. I don't know, man. But I guess that you're not supposed to think too hard about it. It's yeah. not that kind of show, is it? No, no. I just love Brad Pitt in this dude, honestly, though. <laughs> yeah, he's just in the whole thing all the way through the end. He's so good. I uh, think Gata shows up, and of course, Gata's got no social awareness. So he's just like, this is great. We're all having a great time. She pisses on the floor, full on. That's another moment where I felt like they could have easily got her because she's she was very busy. preoccupied with that. She like drops, she literally drops the gun at one point. Like, come on, guys. You're like several feet. Just shove her over. While she's doing her weird squat to piss, just like shove her backwards into the fire. Yeah. Anything. I mean, come I thought on. they're going to like throw her, like the, at one point I thought he was going to destroy the hard drive mm-hmm. into the fire just to destroy it. Uh, but yeah, she like gets some gators like, oh, let's do a sesh right now. We get, we get Brad Pitt on it. Brad Pitt's trying to like formulate a plan through the headphones in the booth because it's like a quiet booth. Um, and she like bars the door with a baseball bat and Pepper has to use his head to break open the glass. <laughs> And even then Gator's like, ha, this is funny. <laughs> this is great. And then he shoots Brad Pitt with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Well, then the whole time, though, he's also, Brad Pitt starts rapping or, or whatever, yeah. singing, and he's singing, like, <laughs> like trying to convince Dave to do something. We gotta, we gotta team up and help. Subliminal this message. This is your moment. <laughs> yeah. Time to do the moment. And then eventually he's just like, go, Dave, now, just go. Yeah, but Dave's being a bit of a weenie, because he doesn't mm. have situations very well. And he grabs her bag, but <laughs> only he's worried about the hard drive, because, again, he's a fucking maybe He's... Just an asshole like that, basically. Yeah, he's too obsessed with his own protection. So then she's she's able to get his crossbow and yeah, Brad Pitt sm- <laughs> head bashes his way through the thing. <laughs> but she shoots him. Brad Pitt's been struck by the crossbow. Yeah, he's like, oh god, it's a prop thing, so it doesn't like punk kill him. It punctures his skin so he's bleeding, but it yeah, I like, guess so. Kill I guess him. That's the explanation. Then Gator and Dave are on the run. They get her, she they spray with bear mace and she falls into the big tub full of uh plaster. Plaster and they throw the doll on her because it's too heavy she can't see and take the gun and the police come in there everyone's they saved and figure it out I guess and then we get uh, him and <laughs> Brad Pitt have like a heart to heart yeah he's like my real name's Luke <laughs> I'm Luke Pitt it's pretty good and then uh, he's we, like talk, telling him he's gotta love himself or whatever right yeah, you gotta learn to love yourself so you can love others Brad Pitt's just like out of nowhere starts dropping some sagely wisdom on him um, and then it works out so then we get the the kind of Ending of the season. Little end montage here. Um, where this is, I thought this was kind of a crazy twist because I don't, yes. I can't tell if this is growth or not. <laughs> but he's composing. It's it's voiceover from Dave composing this whole like this nice message about like, oh, I didn't know what I wanted, and but I, it was you, and I feel like I've grown. I don't know all this bullshit. Yeah. Um, and you know, naturally you would think it's a Robin. It's a Robin. Um, but maybe not. So then we see like Emma is working on her movie. And but she's, and it's going very well, and now Dave's back on board and is going to support it. Uh, Els is starting his own record label. Um, Abby's moving out. Or Abby. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. She's very somber about it. Yeah, that would. So yeah, we kind of only got the half of that where Emma's excited about her success, and then yeah, um, Ali's seems seeming to move out of their house. Or are they both moving out? Is she just leaving? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Not clear, Jack. No, uh, Mike and his girlfriend are missing her dad. His dad. Yeah. Which is nice on a couple levels. Yeah. And, uh, is that all of them? Bells is starting a record label. Yeah, I said that. Is that uh, Gator buys his mom and house. Oh, yeah, Gator buys his mom and house. Very nice. That was a very nice moment. I like that. Gator always gets the good emotional moments. That was one of the crazy moments, too, is when Gator and, uh, what's her name? They started to get confrontational because he's like, man, no, I do. I like my family. Because well, she says something about her having kids and she's like, I don't think I'd ever have kids. They're ungrateful, aren't they? 
what you told insane thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> and Gator's like, no, I don't think so, man. I don't know. I like my mom or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, but that was the last thing you did good for her. And I thought that was going to, like, set it off where Gator was going to get confrontational with her. And, yeah. But no, even then he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. You seem but fine. Maybe that did sink in because he's like, huh. And he's got all this money from this thing now, so he, he gives his mom a house. Gives his mom a better house. So then Dave's in this van. Yeah, we think he's on a plane. We think he's visiting Robin. Then he's going to Africa, and I was like, "Are they going to Africa together? Is this and then he says, vacation Let me get you out of here to meet their to meet their uh, elephant. elephant?" I was like, "That would work, right?" Very very fake elephant walks by. That's well, what do you expect? I think it's even. And then he's like, "Let's get you out of here." Just his suitcase. The twist. It turns out he's in Ghana visiting Drake. Drake. There he is. Fake finally. Drake. <laughs> well, he's there. Well, it's it is Drake. Well, no, fake Drake is in like he's. There's a part where you can tell that Lil Dicky's on location, and then where he's... No, I think they're both on... You think so? I think they're both well, this, on green screen. He's on green screen at first, and then he's on green screen. There's a point where he shifts. Like, obviously... This is all... I think this yeah, is all green screen. screen. This isn't, obviously. No, but I think once they get together... Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that, like, it starts where he's up but to then this point? But they're both there. No, no, he's not... Drake is not there. See, now that this... No, he, I'm saying they're both wherever they are together. At this point, yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? What are you saying? Go back. Right as he's walking up to Drake, he's not. Who's not? D- little Dicky. They're they're not in the same location at this point. I don't think anyone actually went to Africa. No, I'm saying, saying that like this set. So like they're on. They're like not on location together, and now they are because now they're like yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that. I don't know if that place exists at all. I don't know if little Dicky was there either on that hill. Yeah, I don't know if that's real. No, or like the house at least that specific. I don't know. I get what you're saying, though. Yes, it's, it's very obviously green screened at the end here, but that's fine. It's whatever. So, yeah, it's revealed that that's the DM was all, it was just the DM he uh, composed for Drake. <laughs> Drake. And Drake was, I guess, receptive to it. Drake's a weird guy. But he comes on a little strong, which, again, I think ties exactly into what you were saying, is that, like, maybe he's more similar to that girl than he, he would like to admit as well, yeah. because he's fangirling at Drake right now. He's like, I think you should love, how do I love myself? And he's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist. Like I said, and it's this is pretty funny, I think. Yeah. Drake's like, I was just gonna ask you if, like if you wanted food or whatever. <laughs> but he's coming in, he's like, I'm a star, I'm on your level, I'm crazy. And he's like, You gotta say it like you believe it. And he's like, I'm I am, I'm a star and all those. And he's like, you know, I was just gonna ask you if you wanted to eat, but like going right to positive affirmations or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, Can you teach him how to love myself? And Drake's like, No. No, I, I can never I could never do that. <laughs> I can't no, that's I can't do that. That's an insane thing to ask of me, Drake. So then they go inside to to, to collab. Um, and then the outro song for this one is him being like, I got a song with Drake. I did it. And Drake's not on it. Drake never does anything. <laughs> There's no actual song. It's just yeah. him saying about how he's excited. Same to have a song. song with Spotify credits. Billboards, everything. I did it. Wild. I didn't care for that. I think I feel like this was a betrayal. Yeah, just a little bit. But um, there it is. I, that was it. So, I don't know. So, there is... there is. I really like this episode, right? Yeah. I very much enjoyed the Brad Pitt and everything. But I have seen a lot of people say, and I can't necessarily disagree that it's not much of a season finale is it no not it at feels all. like it could have just fit anywhere in the midst of it but it i don't know it kind of is is a episode that's largely not really involved with anything and then right it ends with this yeah a quick little montage where it's like actually everyone here's resolutions to everyone's stories so far actually and, and it's like oh i feel like that wasn't real though <laughs> or like yeah. earned mike got like one scene with his two scenes with his girlfriend and that was it so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I can't really disagree. I would say overall I've still liked it. Like, I mean, Dave thus far has been a show that is kind of able to do both, right? Mm. Like it does have overarching stuff, but it can be kind of episode to episode. So, you know, 
I see both angles of it. I mean, I don't think it's done. There's a lot of people being like, is this a series finale? No, no, it's not. not. Um, so long as it's successful enough to get renewed and everything, which I think it is. I mean, I guess I have no way to know. I'd have to look into it. But mm-hmm. he said he has plans for season four and everything. So it's definitely not done. Right. Um, and I think if you look back at some of the other season finales, they're not like explicit in that way either. I mean, you know, like season one, it was like they broke up and he's kind of still torn up about that. And then it just ends. I mean, there's like a, you know, this implications for the future of his career and stuff, but. Season two's got a more, I guess, definitive one. Cause that's yeah, maybe. It's the VM, VMAs. Not VMAs? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. VMAs. Yeah. But even that has a thing, again, where like his relationships are in a weird spot, right? Mm. Like he doesn't really resolve things with Emma or Allie on screen. No. Um, Mike before the episode are, ends. Yeah. There's tension. So I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily that out of, yeah, like, out of the ordinary show. for this show. No, not at all. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's a good episode and that's kind of all that matters. I don't know. I just can't get over Brad Pitt. Honestly, it's great, right? I was surprised he was at it so much. It's that's very fun. Like, and I I like the idea that they he draws attention to it. I'm like, we wouldn't want to overuse you. And then the, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if, if it's overuse or not, it's up to you know, and the eye of the holder kind of thing. But he's in it. I thought it was great. The rest of the time, I'll point at it. Thought it was I liked very that. Fun. I really I liked it because like, uh, I'm based on the thumbnail. I was like, oh, Rich McAdams could be in like this whole episode, and only Brad Pitt a little bit. But then they just did a swap where she's in. Barely anything from her setup of the Met Gala. Brad Pitt's in a whole episode. I'm very glad we didn't know Brad Pitt was going to be a. Uh, Me too. I'm one of the guests. I was stars. glad for a surprise. Because even just yeah, when he did show up for just a second, I was like, "Holy shit, is that real Brad Pitt?" And then it was. And then they just had a couple more scenes, and I was like, "Okay, Brad Pitt." And then I was like, "Yeah, crazy to me that they got Brad Pitt to do an episode of this show. It just doesn't even make any sense. I don't know how they did that, but fucking yes, I'll do it. I mean, maybe they're just like, ah, eh, whatever. I got I got a spare couple of days. I'll just do maybe, it. Maybe I don't know." I wonder. I gotta know how he has all these connections. <laughs> He's climbing the ladder, man. I go. You got. I guess he really is. But um, yeah. And then it, yeah, with the Drake thing. Finally, finally Drake. I don't know. I wonder. I, I don't know how well they know each other in real life, if at all, or what. Have they collabed on anything? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Was was uh was Drake on Earth? I don't know. I don't think I listened to the whole song. He might have been. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I don't know. Apparently, there's like again. I was just perusing the subreddit, so take it all with a grain of salt. But uh, they were talking about how like. He has an actual song with Drake as well, potentially. But oh, if that's if that's coming out, we we haven't seen hiding our hair of that not yet. So I don't know what that's all all on. But overall, I, I think it's fun. I mean, I do think perhaps it was less cohesive than some of the other seasons. I would definitely say so because it just seemed like a little. We do a little bit of character stuff and then we'd kind of just move on. Allie didn't get a lot of Allie didn't get resolved really. Um, she became the head of Dave's foundation yeah and again there, there was kind of set up some stuff earlier in her season in the season here for her that i feel like yeah hasn't been really addressed so right yeah just doing sorry um there's an economic times article about how dave got brad pitt for season three finale showmaker dave bird makes the revelation yeah it's just him as in him yeah it's a funny way to phrase it all the creator of dave dave yeah he was a collider also oh, this is just an article recounting a different article he explained the reason behind the show's ability to attract High profile guess is simple. They genuinely love the show. He emphasized that stars like Drake, Rachel McAdams, and Brad Pitt are fans of Dave and watch all the episodes. He recounted personal encounters with Drake, who expressed his admiration for the show and its cultural significance. Um, similarly, Bird heard that Brad Pitt was a fan and took the opportunity to reach out to him. After sending a well-thought-out email, Pitt agreed to appear in the show. Please, please come on my show. Please, I need you. Please, That's please, crazy. Please. That's big if true. That's very Massive fun. I, I like true. that. If Brad Pitt was literally just like, I like this show, man. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. He just wrote an email, a very composed one. Please, I'll do anything. Please, please, you'll do num- you'll, We'll be doing numbers with you. <laughs> so that's cool. 
Oh, I was actually trying to see if they have a season four thing going. Hopefully. But the writer's strike might be more up in the air. <laughs> Brad Pitt on Dave Finale. Ending long TV hiatus. Did he survive? Yeah, I think he's there. It has not, as of June 2nd, it has not been canceled over to thanks. Well, at least it hasn't been canceled. It's like Schrodinger's Dave. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I bet its ratings are good. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, I, uh, overall, I, I just liked it. What do you think? You glad I got you to watch Dave? I told you I was glad to watch Barry, so I think it's only fair if you... Well, it definitely got better as time went on. <laughs> That's for sure. Season one, it's tough. You're so, you're, I don't get that. I really just don't understand the... He's tough to like. Where the difference... One. He's tough to like all the way through, man. I don't know. I think, I don't know, maybe... Because I think he's trying. I I I think that he's trying. I okay. think he's trying. Well, more. that's the, you would like to think that's the idea, right? Yeah. Behind it, so I I can hear it's that. The person you haven't had that yet. <laughs> I don't like, get. It. I don't. Get what's so different? Oh, to me, there's not that like you know hard of a distinction between these seasons. Yeah, I'm just man, a lot of it's just a similar just kind of hijinks over. And I'm just used to it now. Like I've become numb to it in a way. Sure. So like I'm Michael like, Scott in The Office. Yeah. I you know. I never get numb to him. I don't, I've not seen The Office all the way through. I'm all the better for it. But I mean, I'm, I'll watch season four. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm sure. I mean, he's getting better. He is getting better and like learning. I hope. <laughs> but we'll see. Didn't he say there's gonna be five seasons or something? I think he was. I don't know. I don't, you think it's gonna be a foreign Doran? Four what? I was trying to rhyme four with a word that means done, but I don't think I have one. <laughs> it said Dorn, which is Why? nothing. I I panicked. Jess getting sleepy. I am getting sleepy. He's losing it. But I've done this to myself because I'm the reason we started late this time for once. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm. I hope so. In my in my quick googling here, I just saw something that said it's a it's a low streaming. Uh, it, it doesn't actually have good uh viewership, but hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they like gauge that. Yeah, but like I don't. Also, I wonder sometimes how much they care. Yes, yeah, depending on the depending on everything, the network, the show, and all of it is like. Just it's it's sometimes is more sometimes it is more than just you know straight up numbers. Yeah. We'll so see. I don't know. This says like two about a hundred k per episode um, this season, whereas the first season had like two hundred k plus. But neither of those are like mind blowing numbers. No, and especially in this day and age. Yeah. So I don't and I don't know if that counts like Hulu when Amazon spends a billion dollars on a show. Um. Oh well, yeah, this doesn't count streaming. So I bet who I bet they have a better idea of it. Mm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I I would be surprised if they did if they were willing to do three but not four. So yeah, might as well finish it out. But I guess it was different than HBO. A lot of people actually think that season two was the weaker one, and this has been a return to form. So hmm. you're in the minority, yeah. Well, I think they're wrong. But yeah, overall, I really like this. I think it's a I think it's a great show. I, I say this every every you know a lot when we were talking about this show, but like I it really does surprise me sometimes of like being genuinely good. And I think again that's kind of like the point of it. Yeah, we talked about this, right? Mm. It's just like with his actual sort of music career, this idea that like he tries to be goofy, but yeah, you lower people, but then it just genuinely hits you with real, like, meaningful characters and and emotional plots and stuff. Just Mm. it's just a genuine, like, well written show. I think at times that's dealing with like genuine characters. Like I I thought, episode nine there was great. Like that whole, like like I said, that whole dialogue they had there was like I thought really well done. Like the alley breakup at the yeah, and did you think that like this isn't a show? About the rap career of the dude named Little Dicky. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, right? So, oh, yeah. Very cool. You can juggle them both pretty well. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about that? I don't think so. Perfect. Well, so with that, probably actually in the end here. So always, uh, thanks so much for listening. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jazz. That's AcatechJAZ. Or on Gmail at AcatechJazz at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at Podcast, All lowercase. 
Our logo is then my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro is then my friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can find him on Spotify and SoundCloud for all his musical endeavors. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built out the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.